going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 218, and Clay has returned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't need to hear my voice for another podcast. Well, the whole time. We actually didn't know if this was actually going to happen uh, as, as as far as like being able to record late. Um, my new job, I am uh, working for FedEx. Um, holy shit. Uh, today was my first day uh, in the vehicle training. Now, I'm not driving yet. I think I okay. will start driving either tomorrow or the next day. Um, but delivered 255 packages. Yeah, I'm surprised FedEx doesn't have the uh, UPS model where when it gets to the busy season, they just get a sitter. Like somebody sits in the passenger seat and does I would have thought that's what they do, but instead they get new people to uh-huh. get smaller vehicles and take on the extra workload. Mm, I guess that's probably what, better. That's what I'm doing currently. Uh-huh. But do you know what's the, do you know what's some bullshit? I hate driving large vehicles. Okay. Yeah, same. And uh, the very first test was to drive four blocks, taking four left turns in mm-hmm. the 26 foot trucks that you Ooh. see all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do I need a license for this? Like, am I legally allowed to drive this before, like, before I do any like real testing for it or anything? Yeah. And my trainer was like, you have a Class C Texas license, which is the equivalent to drive this. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, like, it's probably because of our trucks, right? So. Yeah. And so he said the only two states that do that are Texas and Ohio. <laughs> and so I just happened to have the one state. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and But the funny thing is, when I re- renew my license, which my license is literally going to expire in two months, mm-hmm. uh, I have to get a Indiana state license because yeah. I'm a resident here now. Um, I will then have to actually take a test Ooh. for those trucks. And I think I'm just going to tell them, or you could just fit me in the small truck yeah. all year round. You know, yeah. I don't have to drive that thing. Yeah, I would hate to do that. Um, I've never been a big fan. Of, like my my family loves to have big trucks and I've had to drive them every once in a while. But like, I hate, I don't know, man. Some of the trucks here in Texas is just obnoxiously big. Um, it's yeah. it's gross, dude. I, you know. I, I surprisingly, that's the one thing that I haven't seen. I haven't seen the lifted large yeah. tire trucks here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is I don't, you're probably like way up there in Indiana, right? So it's probably more like y'all got like more mountainy views, or what is it there? It's, it's not flat, it's, right? It's technically Midwest. Um, okay. Driving the route that i did today or riding along the route that we did Mm -hmm. today it was kind of flat like it wasn't it it wasn't very hilly or anything it was it was all flat yeah 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 we're very hilly here in texas so um but yeah man glad uh glad everything went there i don't know like i don't think people really know how quickly you got up and went you know yeah so uh, we didn't even hang out like this was not clay literally told me i'm leaving in two days and i was just like all right. So, like, yeah, well, like, if, if people didn't know, um, I was uh, freelancing and working in mine and my wife's business uh, for quite some time. And the the whole reason why that was is because Abby needed help with the baby um, after, mm-hmm. like, I guess, 
about four or five months, it, it just got too much on her. And that's why I stopped working where I was working and, and mm-hmm. just started uh, being at home. Um, but the deal was, hey, you have to get a job when she turns one. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. Literally nobody in Texas was hiring me at all. Mm-hmm. I, I applied for like almost 200 jobs in like a week. And two people got back to me. One person told me, hey, we're not going to hire you. And the other person said, hey, you're overqualified. Hmm. That sucks. And I'm like, what the, the overqualified thing's so weird. It's like it means that I can still do the job. Like I don't yeah. understand why people because like the a lot of people say that the reasoning why they give that excuse is because they're afraid that you're gonna ask for more money. I'm like, I applied knowing that you're gonna pay me yeah. this much. That's all I needed. Like yeah. just just hire me. Need but uh leave too. Yeah, yeah. Uh but dude, so my friend here was like, hey, just apply here. And the worst thing that can happen is they say no, and you're just stuck in Texas. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I applied to three places. They all got back to me within a week. And they're like, hey, uh, we can do virtual interviews, but we eventually want to do in-person interviews. And we were yeah. like, all right, guess we're moving. So yeah. that's, Interesting. that's how it went. I'm wondering if like whatever you end up doing there, not saying that y'all are going to leave anytime soon, but if for whatever reason there was a job opening back in Texas or even farther this way, if you could just transfer. I It's funny that you say that because I am also about to be hired for a side gig. Nothing mm-hmm. like too dramatic. It's literally once a night um, for a company called uh, Geeks Who Drink. And it's a mm-hmm. trivia host at bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person that is hiring me, I didn't know. I thought it was just here in Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. but they're actually all over America. And he is in Austin. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, shit. So I probably, you know, if y'all ever get like booming to where it's not just once a week or whatever, mm-hmm. I could do that. Nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, I also see I was so desperate for money. I basically just signed up for everything that did make me money. I'm also a Disney travel agent now. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, a friend got me signed up into it, and I had to just do a couple training sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have my uh, my uh, travel agency license now. Hmm. And uh, if I absolutely wanted to, I could sell people trips to Disney World. Yeah. It's wild. That's wild. That's a lot of shit. I've been editing this whole time. So like, dude, I am ready for this new channel to fucking launch because I'm just tired of seeing like, here's the thing. I I learned this about myself today because I was watching a a YouTuber named Philip DeFranco. He was talking about how like he really enjoys food. Like, you know, there's people that enjoy food and there's people that consume food, right? Mm -hmm. I think I'm more of a consumer of food because like I need food just for the energy. Like, you know, literally to survive. That's all you eat. for. Yeah, I enjoy like a good pizza, a good steak, a good, you know, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I can savor it. But like, dude, I've been eating fast food just to survive lately because I don't have the time mm. to go to the store and like go to the groceries because I'm like every 30 minutes or whatever it takes me to do this. I'm losing that time to edit this video. Yeah. And uh, I've been pulling like I've been going staying up way later than I normally do, getting up way earlier than I normally do. And I'm just like fucking over it already. I'm paying people to do thumbnails. I've shown you the thumbnails. <laughs> like, um, I'm definitely going way more hard with this this channel than anything else. But I'm like so like I, I made a joke to my to my friend Spoon on things. I was like, 
uh, I was like, dude, I'm grinding so much. I was like, I just want to stop doing this and play my titty games. Like, that's all I want to do. Like, you know what I mean? I just want to like, stop. Like I'm fucking tired, but that's just what I've been doing, man. It's just been grinding. So I'm glad you're back because now I don't have to like be out of breath trying to do the podcast. (laughs) Uh, because like, I still, it blows my mind that I'm able to turn out an hour. Well, my question to you is, uh, because I edit a lot of people, uh, I still do some freelance stuff Mm. and they do solo casts and Mm. there's literally times where they'll be like, Oh, Clay, edit this out. And they just sit there and like catch their breath for like a good, like four minutes. Was there like long pauses or did you literally go that entire time? I listened to the last podcast, by the way. Yeah. Really good job. And and I did answer some questions in the YouTube comments. So you guys might uh, check those out later. Mm, I wouldn't say so. There are moments. So every time I start off the podcast, it's like, uh, cause I'm so, um, I'm so used to being like, all right, this is where I need to stop so Clay can talk. You know what I mean? Because I have I have streamer brain. And yeah. like on streamer brain, like the chat's usually what keeps you going. But yeah. if you have a if you have a slow night and there's only like a couple chatters, you gotta carry it by yourself. You gotta keep going, yeah. And so that's what I'm used to. Um, but no, it's like, man, if uh, of course, if, uh, I have the luxury when you edit your own podcast and you do your own thing. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a whiz or whatever. Like, yeah, you can do that kind of stuff and just cut it out because it's so easy. It's a lot harder when it's two people and you're like, okay, wh- where was the cut? And like, what do I got to start? What do you got to stop? You know, mm-hmm. it's annoying, but it was fine. But uh, again, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, it's just a lot. It's just, I was like, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's just, I'm, I'm so busy with everything right now. It's just insane. My job's got a lot going on too. It's, it's crazy, but. Anyways, man, uh, let's go. We had a lot to talk about today, but you said you have some uh, important. You want to get my reaction on something. I want to get your reaction on something. So uh, I apologize if this is not everybody's cup of tea. It is comic book news. So I, yeah. I needed to specify that with juice uh, before I even jumped on here. I was like, hey, I got something for you. So it says here for immediate release, because I still get stuff from our contact mm-hmm. um, says here. DC announces the Joker year one. Uh, February 2024, a three issue weekly event. Uh, written by Chip Sidarsky. Uh, <laughs> which I think I, I was going to post this in the comics chat in the Discord, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, I want to wait. I want to wait. And it, I think it's so funny because the last thing you said in the comics chat is yeah. Batman 139 would have been interesting at the start of Chip's run, but it's just stupid now and clearly writing to rewrite three Jokers. Yeah. This definitely could rewrite three Jokers. Yeah. And um, I think more so they are trying to do that. Because we had the discussion a couple weeks ago about Jeff Johns jumping ship mm-hmm. and going and doing his own stuff at Image. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like DC is trying to push that. I mean, they did it with Tom King, but they Tom King is still their best writer. Hands yeah. down. I know a lot of I think there's a lot of good up and comers. Uh, we'll be covering one of the books later today. Um, I think there's a lot of promising writers that are working at DC, but Tom King's still the guy moving the needle, man. Like nobody's talking about Batman. 
Nobody. Nah. Like, I don't know anybody that's like, dude, that last Batman issue was great. But I hear people talking about Wonder Woman all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're constantly talking about it. Um, people talk about Brave and the Bold, but I'm just like, eh, you know, and that's Joker, that's Batman. And of course, people are going to yeah. talk about it. But I think Tom King is still one of their best writers. Um, but yeah, I don't know. DC, you know, they're a big business. They are petty. So if somebody's like, oh, you're not going to work for me anymore, let's tarnish your reputation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I flat out already said this. If I ever get to be a writer at DC, pretty much everything after King's run so far, retconning Red all Con. that shit. I'm re- everything. <laughs> Anything Zdarsky's done, not going to exist in my book. I think there are characters that have been created over the last four years or whatever that I think can, I think if you rewrite them, they could be really good. That's potential, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Miracle Molly could be amazing. Really sucks that they dropped the ball on Miracle Molly. Mm-hmm. I thought she she had a great character design. And Punchline, I think, could be better too, but they're trying to make her really? like modern day. She's really fallen off to where she yeah. was originally. And I think like there was something there in the very beginning where like she cared a lot about being Joker's side piece, mm-hmm. but like also that rivalry that wasn't really a rivalry between Harley and her yeah. could have been drawn out a little bit more. Uh, but with this whole like podcast thing and uh, with the uh, uh, oh shoot, I always forget the name of that group. The the oh uh, the the Royal Flush Gang. Royal Flush Gang that kind of just like fell off. The yeah. stuff with the nightmares was just like oh horrendous with her with her book or with yeah. her title. So. I, I, I want to see more with her, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with her right now. Like, I don't know what anybody could do with her right now. She she should have. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say she should be the side piece, but Joker's gone right now. Like they introduced this new character that is supposed to be Joker's side piece and then took Joker away. And it's just like, well, that's dumb. And like, I, I think she needs to be rewritten. I think a lot of people that Tynan created should be rewritten and made better. Uh, and some of them should die forever. So, like, it's just kind of how it is. Um, has Zadarsky created anybody interesting at all? Like, uh, it's all Elseworld bullshit. Who? That's like I already, I already forgot the who was his doomsday. I already forgot his name. Oh, uh, flat line, flat line, uh, failsafe, failsafe. You know? Yeah, again, the, the, nobody that, cares. That was so. That was so quick and so dumb at the same yeah. time. Like Batman's. The, you know, Batman's been back. We haven't seen Failsafe again. What's going on no. there? Um, the whole thing with Zuru and Ra, like that has been flat for both of us. Like yeah. we are not interested in that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you're right. He's ridden on the coattails of other writers yeah. being small little pieces of whatever he's trying to do with Batman. Yeah. But- you want to know what Zadarsky is? Zadarsky is the TikTok of writers. He is unoriginal and he just repurposes content and calls it his own. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the you I, he, of writers. Yeah. He tries. I he, love that. he tries to be goofy too. He try. He has that personality. Granted. I like that personality. I, I honestly take comics aside. Me and Zdarsky would probably get along to be honest. I would like to see Zdarsky write characters that aren't in the bad family. Yes. Um, if with that kind of wacky, silly side of mm-hmm. Zdarsky, give him a blue and gold book. I think yeah. that would be great. Honestly, I would probably read a Zdarsky anime. 
honestly, or a manga. You know, yeah. he's he's got that goofy style for it. It's just you can't do like the stuff he's trying to do here just doesn't doesn't work. And so him getting a Joker, I think, is already ugh. you know, I covered 139. Um, interesting book, as I said, but again, I don't fucking care. It's too late. Yeah. Um, and Joker year one, that's so I'm surprised I didn't see that on my timeline, honestly. Yeah, it's so uh I don't know if there's too much here uh just for the fact that it is going to be february of 2024 so what'd um, you say it was a three so a, a, a they weekly? called it here it it says um for the excitement awareness dc announces a story within three issues batman in february of 2024 all uh -huh. in february so it's a weekly event so it'll happen but it's every in time. batman yes it's batman uh 142 143 and 144 and all okay. three batman issues are coming out in the month of february okay i like that they're doing it in batman um because it's just easier for me to retcon in the future but at the same time like it's that's what we've always said should be done right if yeah. you're doing a big event or you're doing something you want people to care about you do it inside the main you book. need you need to do it in the main book yeah so that's, um that's fair i think honestly now, the thing here, uh, which I don't think a lot of people are taking into account, is this is I, I know it's only two issues that are being ramped up into one month mm -hmm. extra. But like this messes with the with the issue count here. So your whole plan for Batman 1000, mm -hmm. you got to cut that a little short. Well, you got to remember, too, that he took a break for two months remember uh that's so like true. that happens a lot too like honestly if we keep this pacing i think it's still like seven years so like because we're true. in we're past 900 already i think yes. we're probably at like 9 12 to 9 15 area and mm -hmm. you're doing 12 a year so that's like true. you know it's still got time um i do need i do need to keep up with it a little bit more because i definitely forget about it but it's still years from from now yeah um but anyways, I do I do think um, I mean, at least it's going to be in the book. We're going to cover it no matter what. I'm glad we don't have to like read a separate book. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's always annoying. But dude, the Joker storyline is a mess right now. Like I talked about it on the podcast. Like he's in, in his own last book or whatever. Then he was in Red Hood. Like you had to have read everything to even be close to understand what's happening yeah they they haven't made it very coherent at all no. and i think like that is a big issue um mm -hmm. and like for me i think we both said having a joker title to begin with was a bad idea yeah it wasn't even about joker yeah. um, it was about gordon chasing after joker mm -hmm. and then like eventually it started to be about joker near the end of that title and then yeah. it just ended and then they brought on another title uh mm -hmm. with rosen rosenberg so like i i i need of course we've said this before less joker mm -hmm. and i think you just need to set the record straight for him because i think there's a lot of complicated things right now um and just for the fact that batman isn't really focusing on any of the rogues Mm -hmm. uh, at all uh and i think you need to put batman back in order uh before yeah. anybody can even care about 
how he's going to interact with Gotham and the rest of his villains. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there for any writer at DC that's uh, listening to our podcast. Because to be honest, like I was thinking about this before because we have talked about a lot of different ideas on this podcast before and they've mm-hmm. like somehow gotten made. <laughs> and I'm just all like, I, I, cause I think I would probably do this as a writer just for shits and giggles. I'm like, I want to listen to one of these hateful podcasts or these very, we speak our mind kind of podcasts. Like we kind of are and mm-hmm. see, could I write something to actually please them? You know what I mean? Cause it's a challenge. Like I love a challenge to write. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my thing would be was, write a story about writing joker out of continuity for a bit like you know put him in the vault like we've said and at the end you have all the villains help like they're the ones that put him away and like you know because you can play around with the actual death of joker because villains don't give a fuck you know what i mean be like we killed him and then then all of them like batman's all like oh he's dead or whatever and then the you know, then he's like, well, now I got to deal with all of these fucks that are going to try to take his throne. And then it's yeah. just Batman, you know, dealing with the other rogues gallery. And you don't have to worry about Joker anymore. And try to try to build up a new character, not a new character, but try to build up, you know, Scarecrow to take the mantle now. You know, do give give me somebody else. Well, not only that, I think that would even give more of the limelight to some of the characters that we want to see more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mothman. um and and firefly and some more of those characters that we don't get to see very often Mm -hmm. because like we i we've had this discussion every so often about how there's only a full a core four villains Mm -hmm. that the public knows because that's the only four that dc pushes yeah and i think there's a lot of really interesting things about these other characters that they're not pushing that I think other people would really enjoy, which yeah. is why I really hope that, uh, well, I was hoping, you know, with Batgirl, they were going to have Firefly. I was like, cool. You know, people get to see a character that isn't the Riddler, that isn't Two-Face, that isn't Penguin, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really do hope that with the Batman, or not with the Batman, Brave and the Bold in the DCU, that we get to see some of that. And so yeah. hopefully, because we see a little bit how things kind of start changing if a movie comes out and we start to see a little bit more of characters in the comics, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that can change in the future. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think what we need to do, Clay, is since we want Joker to be put in the vault, we need to piss off the general audience like WB has. Okay. <laughs> We need to piss off people. We need to like, what is the most precious book that we can do for DC and then make it a tax write-off? That's what we need to do. Oh man. You know, because who dude, Zaslav is he's, he's gunning for like the most hated person in the world, like fight right now. It's wild. So when I heard that the coyote versus Acme movie had gotten canceled, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that sucks. Another movie got Batgirled. A lot of people yeah. call it that now. It's yeah. like, oh, you just got Batgirled. Um, mm-hmm. And then while I was doing some research on like how was this movie even like testing well? Like was it testing well? Apparently it was testing really well. People yeah. loved this movie. I was like, holy shit. And then through the grapevine of all of these people talking about this, I found out, holy shit, James Gunn freaking 
produced it and wrote it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, holy shit. Like Zaslav just threw away a project that was written by his head of the DCU. Like, yeah. how bad can this be? Mm-hmm. And to find out how like some of these creators are now like saying, hey, Zaslav, fuck you. You can't do this to my future project. Yeah. I think that is awesome. I love it, dude. I love I love right now where we're at in society where people are speaking up. You know, we still have a lot of, you know, I think, you know, I don't I guess you're going to have to tell me how Indiana is after you've been there for a while. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people we know are kind of like, ah, people need to, you know, fucking just do their job and just get to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, dude, people are tired. People can't even fucking. I saw this this meme the other day and like people started having a discussion about it. It was uh the I think the NBA team, the Minnesota Grizzlies or whatever. They've been in a lot of drama with one of their stars, mm-hmm. and the tickets were four dollars. And the meme was like, a ticket to the Grizzlies is four dollars. A large fry at McDonald's is four sixteen. And everybody's like, oh damn, the Grizzlies suck. And then somebody was like, you should be alarmed that a McDonald's large fry is four dollars and sixteen cents. Dude, I saw a TikTok the other day that compared the prices of everything on the menu. From the 90s to now, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. Like yeah. fast food is getting so fucking expensive right it's now. It's insane. Bro, I, I, you gotta let me know because I think your, your wife's on this train. You gotta let me know this because I'm just like, holy shit. I've been doing the Starbucks morning thing. Oh, I she's get, always been on that yeah, train. Yeah. So, so check this out. I go and I get a pumpkin grande pumpkin spice latte and a, uh, B, impossible sandwich or something like that it's like yeah, this yeah. i get that it is 12 like 65 clay and i've done that like five times already oh, no. yeah dude no. because here's the thing like you know me i'm not a morning person so yeah. like i've been getting up like at eight o'clock dude maybe even earlier some i've gotten up at like 6 30 before and i'm just Jeez. like i gotta get work done dude i gotta get work done i'm like editing i'm doing all this work and i'm grinding and i need a coffee i need something well i saw your post on on twitter the other day yeah. that you're like oh coffee is my drug now and i was it's like a drug. oh no it's oh a drug. no he's it's it's got him <laughs> yeah it, i i want to quit it already for sure but like i'm only doing it because it's giving me those extra hours you know but i crash so hard later in the day it sucks like i feel like yeah. shit yeah. So um, I, I just don't I've been doing I'm like, dude, that's 12 bucks a pop. Like people do this every morning and also dude. waiting for it is garbage. Now, I don't recommend it. But when I was doing some heavy like content creation, mm-hmm. working, doing stuff with my daughter and wanting to just have some free time to play video games. Yeah. Um, I was doing caffeine pills. Um, yeah, I, oh, I want to touch those. Yeah, no. Uh, I saw Say by the Bell, dude. I know. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just not. I, no. I learned it, my lesson. I learned. It, like, for me, I legit had to be like, hey, I need to calm down with these things. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like, for me, I was like, oh, I'll just drink it with water. It's mm. healthy. Yeah, no, no. It's still yeah. caffeine. And you still get the crash if you're not mm. careful. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Anyways, but yeah, so this Acme thing uh was crazy because like here's the thing dude i saw the news and i was like oh that's unfortunate but i'm like that's wb now it feels like and i was just shocked because john cena is a part of it and i yeah. was like damn i was like they really just did don cena like that uh because you know he's not rock level but i feel like people are like oh cena's in this which is very crazy nowadays that are like i'm gonna go see something john cena's in you know i think that he he's getting up there 
Um, yeah. Of course, I think that the popularity of Peacemaker definitely helped him. Mm-hmm, um, sure. But since then, he has. I mean, I mean, you're the wrestling guy. He yeah. was always the the fan favorite. You know, not for uh, me, but I, I understood why. But in, yeah, in general, for the for the WWE. Yeah, and I know that like he he's he's got the kids hearts like mm-hmm. doing the uh make a wish foundation being yep. like the number greatest one greatest of all time the, i think yeah exactly yeah. like he is there he is a star for those many for those little things mm-hmm. and then getting blown up the way that he has in hollywood they're like okay like this person will put butts in seats so yeah. having him alongside freaking uh the wily coyote and mm-hmm. and these characters i'm like hell yeah let's do this that would be freaking hilarious and i don't know what type of character he's going to be playing and yeah. we'll get we'll, Cena, we'll, probably we'll we'll we'll, pro- we'll talk about a little bit more of, of where this movie is going because there is a good side to this cancellation of this movie yeah but uh like i was like okay cool like i i, I really need like to see that and to see that he was cut out of it like cut out of like being able to really celebrate that Mm -hmm. uh when when it was canceled i was like fuck zaslav dude like yeah the and the the big question became okay how many of the dc projects are going to be cut yeah for tax yeah um i believe that has been confirmed now that none of them will be affected by this yeah so gun dude i I, I, to be a fly on the wall in that office i I wanted to see gun go in there and be like what the fuck are you doing i i want to because i mean i feel like it's a little bit of shade but Uh it's also like a little bit of like hey i just saved this movie also he posted on threads this picture of the wily coyote stirring a pot Mm-hmm. in uh uh just like a very classic look for wiley coyote yeah. and this was the indication that like oh like he was involved he was definitely involved for sure in the saving of this movie because i did say there's a good side to this the backlash because it, it's it's not just a backlash of like the fans and the general like audience saying oh fuck you zazlov no mm-hmm. we talked about it these creators are like hey if this is how you're gonna do business there is no business anymore. Yeah. And they walked out. They yeah, were having they canceled meetings. They were having actual conversations with them about projects and they just walked out. Uh, so he was like, oh, shit, this is going to make me even less money. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to do something about this. And now he is pushing for this movie to be shipped out or shopped around yeah. to other companies. Netflix is involved in those conversations. Amazon, as well as Apple are all mm-hmm. in those conversations. I want to know if this is possible because I don't know how the tax shit works. Could WB like I don't know what the tax write off they got. They were going to sp- apparently going to get thirty million dollars for Acme, right? Can somebody be can like let's say Amazon's like, hey, uh, we know that you did a tax write off for Batgirl and that was thirty million dollars. Can we just give you thirty million dollars and we want Batgirl? I don't know how that works. Yeah. But there was a a friend of mine is a investor Mm -hmm. to WBD. He owns stock and he's like super big into all of the stock talks and everything. Uh, And when he heard about the, uh, oh, here's here's an addition because I didn't add this into the notes. It says here, 
Congressman Joaquin Castro mm -hmm. is calling for a federal investigation into WB for its handling of Coyote versus Acme. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, quoting, uh, the tactic of scrapping films for tax breaks is predatory and anti-competitive. It's like burning down a building for the insurance money. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we know about the the Castros here in in our city. So yeah, so uh, my friend said this is not going to go over well with WBD shareholders. Zaslov days are headed. Uh, uh, Zaslov's days as head are numbered with the poor stock performances, cash flow problems, and a throw and throw in a congressional investigation on top of that. Like he yeah. is he's sinking this ship, and he yeah. was supposed to set the ship in the right direction mm -hmm. when he first jumped onto this thing. Yeah. They need a CEO that actually cares about the properties. Uh, yes. If somebody made, uh, I was watching, um, I saw a clip. There's like, since this has been going on, there's a clip of Tarantino resurfacing of him talking about one of the like executives at Hollywood. And he was talking, he was like, yo, he, he, he was asking some other, I don't know, other director or other big wig in Hollywood or CEO or something like that. He was like, man, when somebody comes in, they're like, I want Johnny Depp to be writing a unicorn or something at the start of this movie and whatever. He's like, do you really think that's going to add more money to the movie? And the executive was like, it ain't going to add a fucking dollar, but it makes me happy. And it's from the standpoint that an executive can say, like, if the movie bombs, they could be like, I tried everything. I tried to put Johnny Depp in that movie, and it still failed. Like, it covers their ass. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think Zaslav is the same, the kind of the same thing. He doesn't give a fuck about the movies. He's just trying to make – he's trying to get in the green. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's kind of the what's going on. Whereas if you just made banger billion-dollar movie every time – now, granted, WB is in a – if there's something below hell, that's where WB's at. Because they're trying to climb out of that because the audience hates it right now. It hates well, everything DC. Yeah, for real. I'm I'm not wow. gonna I'm I'm not gonna say you're you're lying there. My problem is, you know, I was so set on Zaslav being like because we had the early conversations when he was first jumping on. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna save WB. He's yeah, a businessman. Yeah. All of this talk, now right? Times change. He he has gone so downhill, and I think with the literal hundreds of billion dollars that he has lost this company, mm -hmm. when he finally says, hey, WB's for sale, nobody's going to want to touch it. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Yeah. Is that, like, they're so in debt that people are going to be like, yeah, this is going to be a bigger hassle for anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I don't know, man. I still think that, like, what WB has, like, it, I could if if it all comes down to Apple, right? Does Apple want to buy Disney someday? Like if they're if if that's not plausible for them, WB is the next best thing. Well, here, but here's the thing: there's been a lot of conversations about like uh, rumblings, not actual conversations, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of rumblings about Disney about to being about to be sold, yeah. and a lot of people are saying that Iger wants Apple to buy. Disney. Yeah. If they buy Disney, I don't think they can legally buy WB also. I think that's too many IPs attached. Mm. Yeah, like, they won't be able to buy both. But yeah, I'm just so. saying, like, 
I don't know what's happening with the because like you always hear every year you hear Disney to Apple, right? But mm-hmm. if that's never going to happen and they're like, look, man, they're never going to sell or I don't know how it works. I think you just buy all the stocks in the world. I don't really know how it works. Um, WB's right there, man. Imagine. Oh, Apple, oh, the new Batman iPhone that just came out. I know? legit was about you to know? tell you, yeah. I want DC themed iPhones because yeah. the really big thing was like, do you remember like it was really popular, like the Tony Stark yeah, Android yeah. or whatever? Like you do that with Apple. Mm-hmm. and that just sells dude yeah yeah um so i don't know man it has been wild to see everything going down with this acne stuff i do think that zaslov needs to be taken out they they need a personality at ceo you know uh mm-hmm. and like somebody that's just like nice and cool uh i think a lot of people are just fucking like even if even if you're a snake behind doors right like you gotta put on the fake personality zaslov just seems like an asshole so yeah. like they need somebody that's uh, more entertaining, somebody that's out there to be like, yo, yeah, we're trying to do this, we're trying to fix it, and somebody that actually answers stuff. Right now, the Twitch CEO, killing it, man. People are so excited about Twitch nowadays. They're like really into it because he's there. He live streams himself. Like it just seems like he cares about the product. And uh, I think WB needs something like that, especially like I don't know what power the shareholders have, but I think enough of them need to band together and be like, we want this fucker out. Um, because that only improves your stock prices, I think. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, I think that's everything about the Acme stuff. But not really connected, kind of semi-connected to James Gunn is we did get the writer for Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, apparently. Um, yeah. So I, this, I was confused by this, though, because she's an actress and a screenwrite, but this is like her first script or something. I was confused. So I think when it comes to things like this, people can do screenwrites, but mm-hmm. they don't always make it to the final cuts and, and do anything like that. Yeah. Like, I think this is the first time that her product, as far as a script right, is mm-hmm. pushed forward to an actual movie or an actual okay. show or whatever. Uh, so yeah, her name is... Anna, uh, I'm gonna yeah, butcher this last name, uh, Nogira, no, mm-hmm. Noguria, or I, I can't pronounce it. Uh, like you said, actress and playwright who is now making four years in the screenwriting business has been tapped for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Um, yeah. this kind of just hit out of nowhere the other day. Um, but uh, James Gunn apparently really loves this script yeah really really loves it he uh had let me actually pull up the actual uh threads comment here um says here uh a a hearty public welcome to anna to the dc studios family anna is an amazing writer whose screenplay adaptation of wonder woman uh, or of Woman of Tomorrow is above and beyond anything I hoped it would be. We're excited to be moving forward on this unique take on Supergirl and this beautiful star-spanning tale. Yeah, that'll be uh, pretty interesting. Still don't know if Sasha Kai is coming back for that yet. Um, you know, it, I so I don't know if this means that she's not. You know, yeah. Um, the the really fun thing was. Anna was actually uh, making a Sasha Kaye movie mm-hmm. that was supposed to spin off 
of the flash mm. so i think that it says right here the project is actually a redo for anna the writer was quietly hired to pin a supergirl movie in 2022 when runner brothers was developing a project as a spin-off of the flash then in post-production Flash featured Sasha Kai in their heroine, and the hope was to launch another DC film franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, there's small hopes there. Uh, I mean, I don't know anymore, man, with the whole nobody's coming back. I, you saw the podcast, so I kind of I'm off the Gal Gadot train now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just no way. There's no way they bring her back after all this, which, again, I said it on the podcast. She's. Hasn't been filmed anywhere showing these proper, you know, quote unquote, alleged propaganda. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything. I don't I mm-hmm. that's one thing I just kind of keep my nose out of. I'm like, that's just too intense for me. Um, but like, yeah, man. So I, I think they are going to recast the, at least the original Justice League and we'll see where it goes. Um, but Sasha Kaye and some of the, you know, B list characters, C list characters. I why not keep them around, you know? Yeah. Uh, we'll see we'll see what happens there i hope she stays around she seemed cool i would like to see how she acts with stuff but yeah so uh you know i we said this once the actors strike and writer strike was over we're gonna start getting a bunch of news and it just kind of seems that way you know everything's gonna for be sure so i think gaming stuff too can you imagine what you know we're gonna get gta 6 announced pretty soon and if they go on strike like we're done we're going on strike <laughs> y'all uh you know who needs to go on strike anime studios because like yes. you're hearing about the jujitsu kaisen stuff right now yeah but, like they they need to go on strike but i don't know if that's what i don't know if they do that in japan i don't know either so but they need to because they need a they need a union in japan if i've ever seen it um i will i have no problem waiting like two or three weeks for an episode if it's gonna look amazing you know i waited like a bajillion years for attack on titan and it paid off in my opinion so i'm down to wait for good anime uh, moving on, we do got another uh, casting for Superman Legacy. So what is this? Yeah, so uh, her name, let me actually pull it up here. Maria, Maria Gabriella, Gabriella. Yeah. Um, has been casted as the engineer. Good or uh, bad person? So she is a part of the um, the authority. Okay. So, oh, so it's kind of in between, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just how they operate and things like that. Um, like the core cast of the authority, or just like somebody that works with the authority. So she she's been in and out of the authority. Okay. Uh, but like she is she is, in the photo that Gunn posted? You know, when they yes, showed. Yes. Okay. She is in the photo, and Gunn even said this on Threads: "Villain is such a dis uh, disparaging term." Welcome to the DCU. And put her uh, Instagram uh, at and says, who is not only a wonderful actor, but she laughs in person even more than she does in her uh, Instagram feed. And he put uh, hashtag the engineer Superman legacy DC studios. And he posted a uh, exclusive screenshot from deadline uh, saying that uh, she is going to be villain the engineer so she will be a quote-unquote villain and like he said villain is just a disparaging term yeah the authority is somebody who tries to keep heroes in check yeah so 
I think in Superman Legacy, we may see a clash, like the very first clash of heroes and the authority there. Mm -hmm. And with Superman being new on the scene, like, I think that's going to be pretty cool. If you want to make a name for, um, his name was Manhunter, right? No, no, Manhunter. Uh, What, you know, gay Batman, but that's his nickname that people call him. Oh, uh, Midnighter. Midnighter. If you want to make a name for Midnighter, you have him punch the fuck out of Superman. Like, you know, just come on the scene and be like, bam, like, we don't care about you. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people, some people would be like, you can't do that to Superman. Like, it's because I don't think technically Midnighter, he has powers, but not really. Like, I think he's like technologically advanced. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that works because he's like able to predict movements or some bullshit. At least the at least the recent iteration of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how he has been throughout comics. But if you want to just even if he doesn't even damage Superman, but like even just makes him flinch a little bit, like I think that'd be kind of cool, you know? Well, like the I think you need to read and it's it's a hefty book. Uh, Mm -hmm. They actually just posted like a photo of the compendium of the uh, Superman war world story that just kind of ended. Um, But Midnight is the one where he's naked all the time. Yeah. Um, But Midnighter is a big part of that. Oh, Um, okay. Because he's on the team with Superman uh, when they get stranded on War World. And he is kind of like he he kind of definitely like brings on like the Batman type of persona. Mm-hmm. But in the like, fuck you, Superman type of way. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. The way Frank Miller wishes he could write Batman every time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but okay. like like uh, Midnighter, he's like stranded while everybody else is captured. So mm-hmm. he's like trying to get his team back and everything else uh of course his husband is is being captured there too so he's really pissed off and so he's like put like people's like heads on a stake and shit like he is hardcore midnight is badass you know yeah i think unfortunately there are those closed-minded people that be like he's gay fuck him i don't want to read that i'm just like you're missing out because he's a badass dude he's badass (laughs) um so yeah i'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that um I just want some DC movies, man. Like, yeah, you know, we're still going to wait forever to get one. So it is what it is. But I'm I mean, we, we got, got we got yeah. one in two weeks or two weeks uh, in, in one uh, month. Yeah. So. I mean, is that going to be good, though? Like, you know, it is. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, um, you know, this is uh, not on our topics list, but I heard a lot of people making a big fuss about comiXology. Um, yeah. What's so, going on with that? So. Uh, of course, for people who don't know, a while back, uh, Amazon bought Comixology. Yeah. Um, and this was inevitably going to happen. It sucks because I love the Comixology app. Um, but Comixology is going to immediately merge with the Kindle app. Yeah. And the Kindle app sucks ass. I hear about that. It, yeah. it absolutely sucks. Uh, and so all of, thankfully all my collection on comiXology is going to be put into the Kindle app, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully, but it's just like, ever since Amazon bought comiXology, nothing has worked in the favor of readers. Yeah. And so it's just like, eh, it's just, it's just one more thing that we have to deal with, with somebody rich being like, Oh, I'm just going to take that because I want to make more money. Yeah. Yeah, do you have the option with Comixology to export to your own kind of app, like the file? Um, yes and no. So okay. the really shitty thing is that 
a majority of Marvel and DC comics are like, no, you can't download the book that you just bought because yeah, you sucks. need to just read it here. So that way you can't physically own it. Yeah. Whereas the indie publishers, some of them will allow you to actually download it and you can keep it onto your other devices if you absolutely wanted to. Yeah. I, you know what, man? I say if you actually paid for the book digitally or physically, I think it's okay if you download it digitally somewhere else. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm just saying. Because they used to do that. They used to give us the fucking free book. Yeah, I don't, like yeah, was like so that stupid. was that was a really big thing for DC. DC started yeah. it first. DC started it with New Fifty Two. They're like, with every book that you purchase, you will get a mm -hmm. digital version. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool because of the evolution of digital reading. Yeah, was was hot off the presses and everything else. Then Marvel started doing it, and then it just died. It yeah. just died. And I think the main reason why is because you have people. There is still somebody. I, I, mm -hmm. I know that there is still a customer to the comic shop that we used to go to um, that I used to work at. He buys two physical books, one mm -hmm. that he's never going to open, one that he opens, and he buys an extra digital copy. Yeah. I would it's love to have that kind of money. That's just crazy to do that. Um, but yeah, the thing is like... Also, digital books should not cost the same amount as fucking physical books. I no, think that's so not dumb. at all. I don't think so. Um, like, yeah. So, like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stress about because because here's the thing. There was that DC Comics app. Remember? That's where I was buying the. Um, what was that one run that had the the good Joker story in it that wasn't Carpenter, but the you know Babushka one or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. I have all of those books on that weird-ass DC app that's dead now because they have DC Infinite. And I'm just like, well, now I just have to keep this dead app on my phone to be able to read these books. Like, that you know, it's so sucks. dumb. So it's like, bro, I might as well just fucking download them somewhere else if I can't export them. Like, that's so idiotic. Yeah. Um, so like, it's just really dumb. Well, I should, I should check. Cause I own all those on comiXology. I should yeah. see if those are some that can be exported Yeah, because you have the occasional book, mm -hmm. but a majority of Marvel and DC, you cannot do anything with. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's that whole thing is kind of dumb, but, uh, moving on to our next topic, which haven't had this in a while. Gaming talk. What? Um, I haven't looked into either of these two topics clay i've seen the rumblings about like the you know that the you know suicide squad was going to have some new news but i don't know what's going on with either of these two things so i thought hey because they they made a big announcement like hey you're gonna see some gameplay blah blah you're gonna hear the team talk about the game um and i was like okay you know they clearly hear some backlash and like one of the big things was immediately after the backlash or like after the actual like footage of the game and like learning that it's going to be like basically a battle pass type of game and all of that stuff, people were calling for, Hey, just remake the game, remake the yeah. game, remake the game. And on public posts on Twitter, the developers are like, Hey, we're having an update to, to the core game. And people were saying that and they're like, we can't do that. Yeah. So they know that they've already have a core game that they have to just it has to stay the same mm -hmm. but a little a little piece of me was like let's see if they have actually learned anything mm -hmm. and if they're going to change things up no not at all they are doubling down um this is it like 
they tried to really focus on the story in this uh, developer's uh, video that they did the other day. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, it's up for pre-order and you can get all of these Justice League costumes for your Suicide Squad. You can get an exclusive gun paint yeah. stickers and all of these other things if you buy if you buy or pre-order it digitally and i'm just like it you're not doing anything for yourself here like, yeah it, it like there has been several rants from me uh not just in the dc gaming news but the star wars gaming news and everything else the genre of battle pass gaming people are vocally saying mm -hmm. fuck it we don't yeah. want it anymore yeah. And for me, you have games like freaking uh uh God of War, Spider-Man 2, Boulder's mm -hmm. Gate, all of these hardcore awesome storytelling games that have been literally the only thing people talk about mm -hmm. for the entire year and then there's still companies that are like, "Oh, but subscribe to our battle pass." And it's just yeah. like you're not making any money. Like stop I I would like to see a studio that wants to make extra money, right? Off of a good game or whatever. Like, let's say, let's take Spider-Man 2, right? You do Spider-Man 2, be like, hey, we want to make a DLC or we want to add some new skins in the game. You know, this will be purchasable to do it. We let y'all vote on it. Like, they let the core and whatever gets the highest things, that's what they're going to make. They're like, yeah. all right, y'all want a Black Widow skin. We're going to put a Black Widow skin in the game. It got the highest votes. And then they do that. And that way, you know, people are going to want to They're like, oh, they got voted for this. It's going to pay for it. You know, hopefully. Yeah. Like, I'd be curious to see stuff like that or like, you know, uh, Boulder's Gate. Like, oh, we want to do some cosmetic stuff. Y'all vote on what y'all want. And then yeah. like they do what gets voted on instead of just making like Apex Legends does themes. And then mm -hmm. they do it for like, like fucking characters. I don't even give a fuck about like I'm like, dude, now, granted, you can't always just do like we're going to make a Batman skin every time. Everybody's always going to vote for the Batman skin. Like, you got to mm -hmm. throw a Superman in there. You got to throw a Wonder Woman. But, like, you know, you rotate those the, the popular characters out, and then you kind of do that kind of stuff. But I wish they would do something like that. But, yeah, I've seen the vocal just, like, people hate. A lot of people are getting tired of the remakes, too. Yeah. Like, uh, Call of Duty, apparently worst campaign ever, according to the, that Call of Duty fandom, which is really? the modern war. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Like, I heard it's terrible. Like I, uh, I, I want to see somebody, and I think it was the voice actor for. Oh shoot! Uh, help me out here. Uh, main character of Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, oh, um, uh, oh my God! I want to say Walter, but it's not Walter. It's um Morgan. More, yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, no, no. Is it Morgan? Is it no? No, that's that's Walter Morgan is is the second person that you play. Who's the first oh, one? Oh, are you talking about Red Dead One? No, no, oh, Arthur. Two, yeah, two. yeah, yeah, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. So the voice actor of Arthur, uh, Roger Clark, mm -hmm. uh, recently posted on Twitter uh, about how a studio is laying off like twenty five percent of their developers. Yeah, and he's talked. He talked about how like the genre of like this whole subscription base like people are also getting tired of it your answer should not be hey we need to fire these people because we're not making money it's hey we need to be more creative and create games people actually want to play yeah i agree that's like the i big thing. still play red dead from time to time 
Um, I've I really think, been wanting to go back and play the story again. I want, I didn't think I was going to ever say this in my life. I want DLCs again. I want, yes. like, I want an expansion to the current game I already love. That's going to be mm-hmm. like maybe an hour or two, like a good little expansion, maybe some fun mini games for 20 to $30. See, and that's the thing. Cause I think that it did go a little overboard. Like, like, as DLC were kind of like dying out, mm-hmm. companies were like, oh, here's a DLC for $69.99. And you're like, that's yeah. a whole nother fucking game for like two days worth of gameplay. Like, yeah, this is shit. Like, you can't do John that. Marston was the other. I'm sorry, I was searching Marston, for it the Marston. whole time. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, I was like, it's not Morgan. More, I was like, Morgan's the walking dead. Uh oh, so, that's true. The, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I had to search uh, for it. Sorry. Uh so but yeah, I want DLC. Like I yeah. genuinely want like because Spider-Man one had mm-hmm. DLC. Yeah, it had a full storyline. You had uh like side missions inside of that extra storyline. It developed like future stories that you could do with a sequel or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want. If you tell me, hey, I'm gonna, you know, make a, a new uh, Batman game and we get DLC for it. I haven't played it, but people love the Batgirl DLC for mm-hmm. Arkham Knight. Like, yeah, you, yeah, that's I love what you it. Need. I that's love that. what you need. Yeah, no, those were, those are great. I mean, dude, they're still, and we just talked about it a couple weeks ago. They're still updating that Batman game with the new suits or whatever, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, I think you, you bring back the DLC, but like, make it worthwhile dlcs you know and don't fucking 60 dollars me like don't do that to me like yeah no it it, it doesn't 20 30 okay the best one recently the ada version of of resident evil 4 uh that remake was like a solid like six to eight hours of gameplay Mm -hmm. and it was 10 bucks See, and that was a, that's what I was going to say. So I remember also, I think it was either Arkham Origins or Arkham Knight, one of the two. Mm-hmm. There was like a costume pack and it was $5. Yeah. That is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with $5. If I'm getting like six to 10 costumes, cool. But if you're going to make extra like missions and games and stuff, I'm okay with saying, hey, that is going to cost more. So I'm going to pay mm-hmm. a little bit more. But don't say hey you need to you need to buy a full length like our full like game purchase yeah. like the 69.99 that most of these new generation gaming games are mm-hmm. i'm just not going to do it people call the miles morales a glorified dlc and they might be right but there was still enough content in there to yeah. buy the 40 dollar game that it was it wasn't mm-hmm. even a full price game but it was still $40. They like were able to use the same map and everything else, but they built an actual original story around that. Yeah. So that's why it was worth it. Um, I will, and I'll, I'll go on record saying this, I will pay a full price for this. Red Dead Redemption 2, Undead. What was it? Was it Undead? Was it Red Dead Redemption Undead? Uh, yeah, undead? For, for the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me that. But part two, and you're a re alive or like undead arthur morgan so he's a zombie he's come back he didn't die he comes back and he's fucking shooting all the other zombies 
and Fuck. the story ends with him going after Dutch. Oh, like, oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> Give me that, dude. Yeah. Give me that, dude. I would pay full price for that. I'll pay a hundred bucks for that. Like, <laughs> dude, give me something like that. Cause like that'd be because here's it in. Here's it in. If you don't want to fuck up the story, because they probably want Dutch for maybe season three or part three, right? At the very end of the DLC, Dutch wakes up from a nightmare. Bam. Boom. Story keeps going. There you go. Yeah, fucking hire me, bitches. Like, I'll make y'all money. <laughs> um, but anyways. Moving on, so yeah, Suicide Squad doesn't seem like it's, but I'm not gonna lie to you, Clay. I saw some of the footage of Harley Quinn swinging around and stuff that looked kind of cool. I was like, oh, it's not bad. There, I don't know was... why she has powers. It looks like she so, has like a jumping so, power. So it, it's it's all based off of the technology that they find. So okay. uh, we saw the original footage that showed boomerang with speedster powers and yeah. i was like oh well there's actually some sort of comic book accuracy for that for boomerang sun and everything else mm-hmm. well come to find out they are doing a heist for a uh at the hall of justice mm. and they have like all the trophies on display of the hero's weapons yeah and so uh Harley Quinn grabs the Batarang, which which also has like a bat glider there as well. So yeah. she has that as a tool. Boomerang has speed force gauntlets that hmm. he now uses. Um, uh, Deadshot grabs a, of course, jetpack booster thing. Um, I think Croc has something, not Croc, uh, Shark has something like that too. Shark has something as well, but they did like play a joke on him where he grabbed the Riddler's hat and Harley Quinn was like, oh, you grabbed the Riddler's hat of invisibility and like he <laughs> puts it on and like yeah. acts like he's invisible and stuff. Like that was kind of funny, but like they gave a reason for why these characters have the tools that they're going to have to yeah. progress through the game. I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. But it's just the core game itself mm-hmm. is what the big problem is. And again, you can think of this as like, okay, it's an Elseworld story. It's not like comic book continuity or anything, but it is the comic. It, it is the continuity of the Arkham games. We've, yeah. we've been told this and like, they're like, oh, well, uh, if you remember Penguin was kind of ran out of Gotham and everything else. Now he runs like, this anti-hero like weapons division in Mm -hmm. metropolis and so they're they're, like throwing all of these reasons why these characters are in metropolis which is the main like city that you're going to be playing in Mm -hmm. and i'm just like these things are a little too convenient and maybe it's just for the fact that like i'm like i have a bad taste for this game anyway so i'm probably just like finding things to hate about it Mm -hmm. but i'm just like this is this is genuinely a game that I can wait until it's on the PlayStation Network. Oh yeah, I uh, I just saw Harley like jumping off a building that I look really cool. Um, and then, but this is streamer brain too. Mm-hmm. When they were like, pay for the deluxe edition and get it seventy two hours early, I was like, oh, the views on that might be good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> three days early before everybody else. Uh... Like, um, but I don't know. I. I don't have time to play anything. Uh, Gotham's Knights. I said I was going to wait for this. It's free for me now, so like I could download it if I want. Oh, really? Because I buy I buy the second tier 
uh, oh, where I get games for yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation. It's not the Max one, but um, so it's on there. So I was like, Meh. I was like, do I really want to play that? I was like, let me play Genshin Impact, you know. <laughs> um, so like, it's it's there. I hey, said I wouldn't play that, that game. Until uh, you see that uh, that what, what do they call it? The uh, what's the universe for Genshin? Uh, Hoyoverse. Yeah, they're adding another game with like yeah Mac. Zen Zero Zero whatever. That yeah. one looks really good. Um, I it think I signed crazy. up for it. Yeah, it looks awesome. I'm waiting for the GTA one though. I don't think. Oh that's yeah, 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 yeah. But like the one everybody's like, yeah, I just stole it from Spider Man. I was like, I don't give a fuck. That looks awesome. Like I was yeah. like, I want to play that. Um, so like I'm waiting for that one to come out. But the Zen Zero, whatever the fuck it's called, it's like three Z's. Um, that one looks fun because it looks very different from Genshin, mm-hmm. but like same kind of vibe. And uh, the fighting just looks more intense. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, I was like, I'll play that one. Uh, but it's still like far from because the thing that sucks is it starts on PC first and yeah. then it takes like fucking eight months or whatever to get to console. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just wait the eight months and drop it all at the same time, please. <laughs> like, you know, but it is what it is. But the good thing is that that game company at least lets you go between all of your profiles and it's all connected. Yeah. So like, that's really cool. But anyways, uh, last thing is uh, Wonder Woman game include Battle Pass question mark. Yeah, so, like, as soon as I, like, had these rants about, like, the Star Wars game that's coming out, uh, which is uh, uh, Bounty Hunters or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, this whole thing with uh, Suicide Squad, like, I had this huge rant on Twitter and with my friends and stuff. Almost immediately after I was done with this rant, this news came out. And it says mm-hmm. here that the Wonder Woman uh, video game that is apparently still being made... Uh, it says Wonder Woman job listing suggests it may be a live service game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just screaming at myself. Why? 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 Yeah. Like it doesn't need it. Like, like the the live service can mean a multiple different things, but nowadays, live service just means hey, you're gonna have to pay so much for extra things that we're going to give you monthly yeah um yeah that sucks i don't think anything's as worrisome as what the gta ceo said did you see that where they he thinks eventually video games and i could be paraphrasing or i could be taking out of context i don't know but i saw this reported from a few people um he thinks video games should move to a model where you pay per hour because they provide so much entertainment. No. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, you're, you're <laughs> getting to the point of like freaking. Uh, that's greed on another level. That's ready player one type of level yeah. shit. Like It was. That's true. Somebody equated it to. They're like, it's like Spalding letting you buy a basketball. But then once you hit a thousand bounces, you got to like pay for every bounce after that. That's like yeah, the ball just deflates. <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, it, it's insane, man. Like, I was like, change him. Give me a new CEO. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think GTA, I don't think they're dumb enough to do that because they have, they're the biggest, if, if I'm not mistaken, at least in terms of video games, I mean, Fortnite might have beat them, but before Fortnite, from my understanding, biggest video game of all time in all of media, actually. I need to know what their influx of 
actual IRL cash is for mm-hmm. GTA Five. Because people, oh, it's billions and billions and billions. I was gonna say people have to still be buying those shark cards, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I had I would have viewers buy me shark cards so I could play because I was like, guys, I just don't have the time to grind. They're like, oh, well, just uh, donate you twenty dollars right now. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> and I would That's just buy shark cards. Insane. And I still don't have every. There's people that have everything in that game. I don't have That's the yacht. Insane. The yacht is like eight million dollars, which is cheap now. Uh, eight million dollars and like that's like a hundred dollar shark card so like insane i I can only imagine the people that have the excess cat like the whales Uh, but it's funny man had i been playing gta when i had like when we were both working at our old job like the way i play genshin (sighs) i can only imagine how much money i would have spent on it you know what i mean but like like the, the thing for me like my my game like my live service game right now Mm -hmm. is marvel snap yeah and for the first time ever I paid uh, real money outside of the battle pass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that felt dirty. Like, <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about this. Because yeah. with a card game, it's literally just variants of a card. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And, it. and it's basically the same thing as, like, paying for, like, a new character in Genshin. It's just like, oh, I just need the aesthetic of this new character. And, you know, it might do a new thing here and there. Like, the variance of a card, it doesn't do anything new. It's just it just looks different than yeah. the original base card. And I've told Abby, I've told the other friends that I have that are in the community of Marvel Snap, it's like this will be the only live service game that I think I'll play. Like yeah. I'll still have like PlayStation Network to play games consistently on PlayStation, mm-hmm. but I will never go as hard as i do on marvel snap with like fortnite or gta or anything else like that yeah i oh man i I, i'm not even gonna say that about gta there's just no way i can't like because i don't know what gta is gonna give me i might be like oh fuck you know but like i i cooled off on apex i haven't bought anything apex in a really 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 long time uh genshin i went hard recently with eula but i maxed her out that's my favorite character so like I don't really think I need to do that anymore. Even the new characters I've seen that I look I like that look cool, I haven't been like I need that character. There is one that might come out eventually though. She looked kind of hot. My about her. Um, but for the most part, like yeah, I just the I just look back on the two games I grinded on mobile because mobile is dangerous because it's everywhere you go. It exactly, you know? dude. Yeah. That's the hard thing is like Marvel Snap. It like I play majority on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, with the move, I've had to just play on my phone. Yeah. And like it's just it's constantly dangerous. there. It's constantly there. I've probably spent thou- like over a thousand bucks on Doken, DBZ Doken, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, uh, yeah. And how much on it, the Simpsons game? I don't know if that's over a thousand, to be honest, but that's over okay. years though. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop. Like, I wonder, can you, there's got to be records of your mobile purchases, right? I think so. I think I specifically, would... specifically, if you have like something like Apple, who was so strict yeah. on some of those things, I think you should be able to. I might make a short one day and be like, this is how much money I've spent on video games over the course. Like that could be an interesting video. That would be an interesting video. Cause like, I'm not somebody that has a lot of money, but just saying like, you know, like, even well, no, as somebody, like especially uh, with the conversation that we're having with live service yeah. gaming and how like people are changing their minds on it. Cause yeah, like the idea of it was fun. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, like 
every month we get to pay not like a full purchase of a video game, but like maybe just a little bit. But the thing is that is constantly ongoing yeah. forever. And that's when it gets like, okay, guys, like chill yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an addiction. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, I think that is all we have, unless anything has come up on Twitter in the time we've been recording, because we don't really record late. So like we have the chance of news breaking while we record. I now. think that is it for well, actually, hold on. Oh, why is Justice League trending? Um uh, well, uh, oh. oh, you know what? The one thing that did come out as far as uh, a date, I believe the Batman Christmas special. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a date now. Um, and let's see if uh, I, I know that it was here. Uh, Joker looks absolutely terrifying. Did you actually see the there's a two minute trailer out there now no i i clicked on this justice thing now and somebody was like justice league animated by shung ho park which is the director of jujitsu kaisen it looks amazing so i've only seen a gif i've looked for it everywhere and i can't find it. Uh, yeah, this is like a five minute video like even cyborg looks great it um, looked like the the small gif that i found yeah. looked amazing i just like i want to i want to actually watch it oh so it says here uh, an official trailer for Prime Video's Merry Little Batman has been released. Merry Little Batman follows the father-son Christmas adventure of Damian Wayne and Batman. It says here, watch the Batman Christmas special on Prime Video December 8th. Damn, dude. They're... I'm, I'm looking at a trailer for, um, for Suicide Squad, and they have the classic costumes for them. Harley looks awesome. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. Juice is gonna buy this game, guys. Dude, they even have they even have Deadshot's classic costume. Like, oh no, guys, Juice is gonna buy this game. <laughs> Dude, uh, everybody knows I'm a sucker for that classic Harley Quinn suit. I love that suit oh, so much. Oh man, but I don't know. I usually I'm a wait for reviews kind of guy. Like if that yeah. game comes out and it's like a sixty, I don't buy it. Like, yeah, it it needs to be at least an eighty for me to be like, all right, I'll buy it. Um. But because like the last twenty percent is just that's just you know you're fighting for perfection. So I think I'll take I was a B person in my school days. I don't have a problem with playing a B rated yeah. game or watching a B rated movie, you know. But um, yeah, I think that's all we got for news right now. But Merry Little Batman, I did see that coming out. That is that really wonky looking drawing style. But yeah. I feel like that weird style adds character to it. Like I think it looks really cool. I, I think that like especially like I don't I haven't watched it yet, but like the animated uh shorts for the boys universe, like yeah, yeah. That kind of went it. all wacky, and I just think Amazon does that really well. For sure. Um yeah, before we move on to questions though, we should probably let people know that at least for the remainder of the year, the podcast will probably be coming out on Fridays because we're gonna be recording later because yes. of your job, right? So yes. Uh, more than likely, the way it's going to happen now, ladies and gentlemen, is we're probably recording. So Clay's an hour ahead of me now. So we're probably going to be recording around five or six o'clock my time. And then Clay will he's going to be taking over the podcast uh, editing duties. So he's going to be uploading the next day. So that's yeah. how it's going to be. So podcasts are more than likely going to start being Fridays. And once, you know, everybody gets once I'm done with the new channel and Clay's situated where he's at now. We can finally probably get back to making content and maybe we can give you all more content Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which would be kind of cool. 
Um, but we kind of, you know, we just got a lot going on right now. So yeah, um, yeah just wanted sure. to let y'all know about the uh, changes in the podcast. You'd be like, why are you guys late? It's like, well, we got a lot going on. So um, <laughs> that's that's what we got. But let's move on to the questions. All right. First up, we have uh, the Discord. We got Arwitz that says, who would win Omni-Man going for the kill versus Superman, Batman versus Black Panther, both have prep time, and Batman, Bat Family versus Spider-Man. So I saw this earlier today because uh, he thought that he was a little too late for questions today. Mm -hmm. And so Omni-Man going for the kill versus Superman. This one's rough. Um, you don't know the comic version mm -hmm. of Invincible. You've only... Uh, seen a little bit of the show, yeah. right? So the oh shit, I forgot what species they are, but they're a play on Superman's character. Yeah. Um, their planet. Well, I won't get into spoilers because of the show. Well, but, season one, apparently they get thrown like they're they're going to take over the universe as far as far as I know, right? They're spread out across the universe to take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they can fuck shit up. I will mm -hmm. say this near the end of the series, um, in the comic, there is literally a fight on the surface of the sun. And, uh, these beings can like hurt each other. So like mm -hmm. flesh and like bone and all sorts of stuff was just melting while these people were still fighting and it was fucking intense mm -hmm. um i almost want to say omni man mm -hmm. but superman is just so stupid op yeah that i'm gonna have to give it to superman yeah because like isn't superman get stronger the closer he gets to the sun or some shit yeah so like yeah. it wouldn't even matter if they fought on the sun like you're gonna get fucked up and and the thing is, you could be like, oh, well, what if you put him next to? I mean, the red sun completely destroys his powers, so he's mm -hmm. he's dead there. But like the different colored suns, like a brand new sun, a blue sun, like all of these different suns can change the way like Superman reacts. Whereas Omni Man is just because of his home world yeah. and how they are grown. So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna give that to Superman every single day. Yeah, Superman's just super. Doesn't he like turn gold at one point? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just he's he's too OP. Um, I'd go Superman there too. Batman versus Black Panther. Um, I mean, With both of them having prep time. I, but I don't know if Black Panther's really known for prep time, though. You know, not the way Batman is. N not necessarily no, but he is a tactician. Um, mm -hmm. he like every single Black Panther has been of course the king of wakanda but more so like the commander of chief of of their army mm -hmm. uh so they are a tactician they have to think about war and all of this other stuff um so i i will say he does have experience in prep time mm -hmm. um this though like i don't know like because black panther has of course like it, he's it's not just his armor like he yeah. has like actual powers and everything but like 
Batman doesn't necessarily have anything like vibranium mm-hmm. and and the uh oh shit what's the is well, it it's ninth metal is nth metal yeah yeah, yeah. Metal, yeah uh but like they literally almost like grow it slash mine it in Wakanda mm-hmm. so it's just like a constant resource that they're always building and and growing and all of this stuff within Wakanda um I think I think Batman has the better ex- the the leg up here because of the experience um Black Panther he is a nation leader he is somebody who has definitely seen war and all of that but Black Panther has not gone up against the individuals that Batman has he just has yeah yeah um, and well, I think- like so my biggest thing would be like has the just or the Avengers, I guess the Avengers um, had do they go to Black Panther to run everything? You know what I mean? Because no. Black the Justice League does with Batman. They're like he is our general. You know what I mean? He does everything. And so if if they're using like although he is not the strongest one on the team, he's essentially the smartest one on the team. So mm-hmm. I just I mean I feel like if you go to that guy. I don't see Black Panther beating that guy. No, like the in recent years, um, like they've wanted to push Black Panther to be more and more involved with the Avengers. But like the Black Panther writer uh, is wanting Mm -hmm. to separate him more and more from the Avengers. Um, So they are not coherent whatsoever. Um, But when it comes to things like that, it is usually either Captain America or Tony Stark. Those are the two people that, that the Avengers goes to when it comes to either like planetary needs or, or or whatever it's, it's Mm -hmm. always those two. Yeah. It it feels like Marvel, like Batman was created, right? He's like one of the OGs and Marvel just feels that they're like, all right, we need to take parts of Batman and make characters out of that. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how it is where Batman does it all. And like everybody else is like, well, they're the rich guy. They're the, you know, the general guy. They're this, you know, and it's just like, that's tough. Like, it's really hard to, you know, beat Batman when it comes down to it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd go there. And then so Spider-Man versus the Bat family. I think a lot of people are like, it's got to be Spider-Man, like hands down. But like it's the Bat family is kind of like ridiculous at times, too. They are. And I will say, I think this is a little bit of an unfair fight. Yeah. You're taking all of the Bat family against Spider-Man. I understand that we have said Spider-Man is basically the Batman of Marvel in the sense of like rogues gallery and popularity and things like that. But like Spider-Man has a family too. So why couldn't it be the Bat family versus the spider family? You know? Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a little bit more of a fair fight. Although I think at that point, the spider family might actually be a little little bigger than the bat family. Um, But uh, I, I think I would have to go bat family here. Mm -hmm. Um, I I understand we have things like the spidey sense and and everything else, which does give a leg up to Spider-Man. But this family is ultimately trained by a Batman. Yeah. And I do think Batman can get a leg up on Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that is kind of an unfair fight. Um, I think a lot of people, and also if you get rid of the spider sense, because like you can distract him, right? Um, if you get rid of that, then it's like it comes down to his fighting prowess and all that kind of stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. And he's, of course, he's like his. Are, are we dealing with a cartridge-based Spider-Man? You know, because mm, like, yeah. can can the webs get taken out at some point? Because I think the Bat Family would aim. Like if they knew it was coming out of cartridges or they knew it was coming out of a device, they try to break that first, and then you just yeah. lose all your webs. Uh, but I mean, he is super strong and stuff like that still. But I mean, the Bat Family's faced that before, so yeah. you know. It's yeah, I think it and is there a bit is of a... there is a Spider-Man like villain in the mm-hmm. DC universe. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think his name is literally Spider, Um, which is absolutely hilarious because in Young Justice, mm-hmm. he was voiced by Josh Keaton, who famously uh, voiced Spider-Man in Spectacular Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I think that was probably a little bit of an unfair fight there, but, uh, moving on to the YouTube, we have Clay responding to, um, uh, to the podcast. Yeah. So. Um, cause, uh, the question was, uh, is there any like untold secrets yeah, about yeah. fanboy Clay now that he's not on the podcast or whatever? And I like how you couldn't think of anything other than how fucking terrified I am of scary movies. Um, yeah well i mean like i because i mean for those of you that don't know like we talked about probably your craziest stuff or at least some of your crazy shit on the on the podcast i had back yeah. in the day yeah you know? and i think that would have probably been the juiciest stuff but i mean people kind of talked about that but i was like i was like let me because and anything else i'm like I mean, i'm not trying to fuck it piss off clay i was like let me what's something <laughs> we talked about on the podcast you know no, and in and- and- it was a box of Sour Patch Kids that I was okay. Like, I was wondering because it, it, it sounded like, crunchy. Yeah. So, yeah. and I just remember, dude, every single time because it wasn't just it. It wasn't just the clown. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a moment in time where he turned into like that old woman, and then that old that woman, was just literally the like, scariest part of the film. Yeah. The turn like super huge inside the apartment yeah, building, yeah. like that. I was like, oh, that shit. was. That was creepy because it also had old lady body. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, that was terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like uh, it was that was the creepiest part of the film for me, for sure. But I just remember hearing the crumpling like right next to <laughs> like it was like my, my it was like my stress ball and I just yeah. couldn't squeeze it enough. But uh, was, so I, I said in the comment section, I said, I'm terrified of clowns, but I'm not very fond of scary movies either. Like. Yeah. I like if there is a uh, a trailer for a scary movie, mm-hmm. like there's some trailers that I just get like too like uh, about and I won't finish the trailer. Yeah. Um, there's some scary movies nowadays that I'm just like, eh, I think I could watch that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, uh, what's what's the famous one that has like its own universe now? And like there's like the seven Exorcist? movies. No, not Exorcist. The one with the uh, 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 Aquaman's brother. Aquaman. Oh, um, Insidious. Insidious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I ain't touching any of that. Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah. I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. I think horror movies are better when you watch them with somebody. Um, and like, so I don't really do much of that because uh, I'm usually watching things on my own. There was one recently because, a, a, you know, a friend of mine and I were before COVID hit, we were working on a short film. And it was going to be like a suspense horror kind of film. 
And uh, we were like, we want really good sound design because that's like what we're shooting for because it's it's not going to be a lot of like dialogue because it focuses on like one person, right? Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, dude, I just saw this trailer that has amazing sound design. And it's um, Guillermo del Toro pimped out this film because it's on Hulu and it's about aliens. And dude, that, I forget what it's called, like when when they when they were here or i don't know what it's called but it's like a hulu exclusive and oh my god that trailer was intense um because the sound design is so great it's about like aliens that showed up in the small town i think and uh it's just fucking crazy no and, one will uh, save you i don't know maybe maybe i don't know like there's this one scene where they're all like frozen in time and it looks like crazy. And then, but like the, they show the aliens in the trailer. Like there's like no problem. Like they're not trying to do the whole, like, oh, we're going to wait until the very end. No, they fucking straight up show the aliens and they look creepy. Like they look like oh. the ge- generic aliens you would think of, but they look intense. Does, um, uh, it has the girl from, uh, what's her? Oh, shit. Is it Mean Girls? Is that her? No, no, no. no. But it's a blonde chick, right? Um, that's, it should be a blonde chick, I think. Yeah, she she's become a little bit more popular in like the TV scene. I know that she mm-hmm. uh, she's actually I think if I actually I forgot I sometimes forget that we're on this new thing and I can just share my screen with you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sharing it now. Um, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's in talks to be Abby in Last of Us season two. Ah, oh, interesting. She's gonna need to yeah. bulk up. Um, yeah for sure for sure but i could see her being happy for sure uh yeah. yeah no like if you watch that trailer it's intense like the sound design's fucking great too i'll have to and check like, it out i was watching that i was like dude i was like that looks intense and um that was kind of one of the examples my friend sh- sent me recently so um yeah no no, no. scary movies and everything are, are awesome so that's uh, that's one recently that i was just like damn that was actually kind of crazy uh, nice. But moving on from that, we got Moncray, who says, is it just me or does it seem weird that the Bat family in Gotham War was suddenly OK with crime? I love the concept, but I think someone like Tom King would have handled it better since it sounds like Tom since it sounds like a Tom King story. Thoughts? I do not agree that it sounds like a Tom King story. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that either. I. I think the concept is kind of stupid though. And, but also we can always go back to what we always say here on this mm-hmm. podcast is a creative writer can make anything yes. creative and, and, and yeah. make it be good. Mm-hmm. So I think if you gave the outline to Tom King, I think Tom King couldn't make it into something. It wouldn't be yeah. what we got of Gotham more. Um, and the idea of like, them suddenly being okay with crime mm-hmm. was the most out of character thing for every single person who agreed with Catwoman. Yeah. So um, everybody but Damien and Batman. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, of course, they tried to do the uh, neutral characters of Nightwing, mm-hmm. but then, like, the very next issue, he was on Cat- Catwoman's side. Like, yeah. it, it, they weren't consistent with any of their writing, mm-hmm. uh, which was a big problem for both of us. But, like, this was an event that did not need to be written at all. Yeah. It was also the one event that we didn't get a Nightwing book out of, which was stupid. 
Like yeah. out of all the shit he's doing, Tom Taylor could have wrote his perspective on this. Yeah, and but like the the thing the thing with me is if you go and write or if you read all the way up to whenever uh right before Gotham War mm-hmm. and then read the very next issue of Batman after Gotham War. I can almost guarantee you that it will feel like nothing has changed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have Batman going after Joker and he talked to Riddler a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't help man. When we cover that article about like how Howard thinks people should be when reading comics, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. Stuff happens between the panels. Not like you basically said they fucked between panels and they barely even look like they were touching each other. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that. And so is does Zdarsky think the same way? Like, I'm just I don't know, man. And I think that's kind of where I appreciate writers like Tom King that will do a nine panel grid to show you how little things change in between panels, you know? And so, like, I don't know, man, I I, I don't know. It's just uh, I, I think the concept was kind of dumb. They were fighting for the dumbest reason, in my opinion. <clears throat> and but I mean that's kind of been the mo of this cat bat cat situation right now because mm-hmm. she thinks Batman was judging her for killing when she killed to save him. But like I don't know, and that was that whole. But it's because she also loves another guy. Like it's just a, it's been stupid for mm-hmm. a really long time. And so I think the concept was just dumb. And now we got, I, I, I mean, I, I'm continuing the conspiracy theory that Zadarsky is a Marvel spy to destroy DC. <laughs> I mean, like, look, Howard could be the exact same thing because she was also yeah. at Marvel. So, I mean, they could be like, look, we got to. But also it kind of, it kind of just tells me like how, like I, it's been a while since I've opened a Marvel comic. Yeah. Um, right now, I know that they are planning some really crazy things with bringing in another Ultimate Universe, and I'm really excited about that. Um, seeing a Ultimate Spider-Man again like really excites me. But mm-hmm. like the idea that Bendis, Zdarsky, and Teeny Howard come over to DC and they're writing the way they do. Kelly mm-hmm. Sudakonic, I don't know where she is. She yeah. was writing Aquaman. She wrote that Wonder Woman Historia book, and then she just disappeared off the face of the earth. Like, I see her on Twitter telling people to go watch Marvels. That's where I see her. I, I saw one post with her like that, but mm-hmm. I have not seen any book with her attached to it. Yeah, and I actually liked some of her Aquaman, but like mm-hmm. these writers, like how bad is Marvel's like head? editor's room or whatever to get them to be like hey you know this is what's up to par but we're just not going to pay you as well as you want to so go somewhere else and then they come to dc and they're like hey this is our best stuff and we're like hey i guess you can write for dc like yeah there's something there that i think we're all missing yeah i don't know i i just don't think dc has editors in my opinion but yeah so i don't know i just thought it was bad concept moncrit uh, moving on to Jason Todd, I remember you saying something about not liking Batman 2004 style, and here's what I got to say about it. Uh, it was weird for me at first, but it grows on you. It adds character. 
many of the villains have a twist to them that make them unique uh, to their Batman the Animated Series counterparts. It is not uh, it is not trying to be Batman the Animated Series, and it takes liberties in some very fun concepts sometimes. Hope that makes you want to watch. So this was in regards to a question from last week saying mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I forgot what it was. What would oh, I think it was the question was something about like what content would pop. If yeah, we so it- so they were talking about how like I should watch Gotham and you should watch uh the Batman 2004 animated yeah. series. Um and I agree to a point to with all of these. Uh mm-hmm. I've said that like I didn't grow up watching the animated series. I only grabbed like every once in a while a VHS with a couple episodes. My show was the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Superman the Animated Series. So I yeah. didn't religiously watch the animated series until, of course, COVID, when I had nothing to watch, and I watched the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So Batman 2004, I watched from when it first aired until it ended. So this is my Batman show. I yeah. love this show. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really still do think that you should give it a try. No, I mean, I, there. this is the one that did Vampires, right? Or Dracula? Right, same style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think the Joker looks stupid, you know. But he looked cool in Dracula because <laughs> he was a vampire, like Jokerized. Yeah. Um, I'm not like it's not it's not that I hate the show or anything like that. Like I think I would probably be able to watch it. I just don't like the art style, and I think the art style, just like in comics, can be a big reason why people don't do things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've said it a million times, and it's not even you could probably have the best art style, and I still wouldn't do it. One Piece. I'm not going to watch One Piece unless I have, again, I have a super hot girlfriend that wants to watch it. It's the only way I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> but I will not watch. I, I just don't think any show, any anything, should take a thousand chapters to tell a story. I just don't think that that is good storytelling. No matter how much you say it's the greatest story ever told. No, it's not. It's the longest story ever told, it feels like. Like, I feel like Oda's like, I, I, a lot of people talk about this thing called the Bible. I want to try to outdo that. Like well, he he has said that like he still has years worth of stories. That's crazy. It's insane. Years worth. I'm like, oh. like the I understand not wanting to let go of your property, but he should have found that fucking apple or whatever the fuck he's finding by now. Like you know yeah. the one piece, whatever the hell it is, he should have found it by now. And then you tell other stories, like you you tell other stories in that universe because once he finds it, then what? I want to know what happened now that he found it. What is it? The one piece is the is is the friends we made along the way. You know, <laughs> that's, that's like the joke, right? Everybody says that shit. Uh, because here's the thing: you go that long, you risk the amount of fucking up the ending. That's the biggest thing for me. You know, is like, can you can you literally land that 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 ending? Yeah. Can you? Because if can he you do doesn't. It? Because here's the thing. Here, This is the one thing anime fans will always do. If the ending fucking blows, they will say the whole thing is trash. Dude, I... Again, I, I've only seen, I think, the first two seasons of Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I've only read, like, the first five chapters of Attack on Titan. I think the entire final fucking season has been spoiled for me. Because people really? are just, like, just drooling about how good that ending I was. dodged everything. I don't know how. I dodged every big spoiler you could think of for that series. Did you binge that, like, that night? I watched it the night it came out, yes. Okay. Because okay. I knew it was going to get spoiled for me. 
Like I just knew it. And I was like, I can't take the risk. I have to. And so like, it was like 11 o'clock. I was like, damn, this is an hour and a half episode. So I was like, I need to watch it now. So I like, I just fucking went and I went and lay down and I was like, I turned it on and like, uh, it was fucking awesome. Like it was great. <laughs> um, and like, I'm glad, I'm glad, man. Cause coming from comics, so many landings get fucking missed, you know, mm-hmm. so many. And it's just like, I, a lot, some people complain that they don't like the ending to it, but, and this is what I said on Twitter for it. It wasn't the ending I wanted. It was the ending I needed. And there's a huge difference there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, um, and that, that's where I'll leave it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, because I think it's 10 years old, I think is the 10 year long series. Yeah. So like you get attached to certain characters, you want certain characters to end up in certain places. Right. And like, you're just not going to always get that. And I think I, I like that because it's life. You're not always going to get the perfect ending. Yeah. And, but I think when it comes to anime or just shows in general, people want everybody to have a happy ending. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not real. Like that's just not, you know? So I respect creators that are willing to give me a sad ending or a, you know, a morbid ending or a, not the ending I want. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of appreciate it, but yeah, I think that was, it was fucking awesome though. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I said on the last podcast, uh, if we ever start a Patreon or something, that might be like some funny bonus content, you know? So we'll see. Cause Gotham, I think Gotham is good for the first three seasons and those last two seasons are dog shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on to Eduardo de la Cruz. Finally, Going out with someone who also genuinely likes Batman and other nerd stuff, etc. Where should I go for the first date and not mess this up so I'd be the one who wins? Uh, <laughs> I love, I love the consistency here. The, uh, the full circle comments. there. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, I don't know, man. So here's the thing that I always tell people. Well, first of all, every woman's different, or or men. I don't know. Uh, did they say girl? They didn't say they said someone. So man, women, every person is different. I'll say that. Um, so like, you know, the cliche thing is go to a nice place to eat. And then if you're going to go to, a, you know, r- restaurant or, or not restaurant, like a movie or something after, make sure you buy the snacks or whatever. Like, it's it, first of all, you got to know who it, who you're going with. Like, that mm-hmm. that's the first thing, because they, they might hate fancy restaurants. So, you know, kind of figure out that vibe. I always think a good first date is a fun activity like maybe go bowling or something or like something cool nothing nothing too intense but like or um you know like a like a nice coffee date or something like you don't need to go hard on the first date yeah for sure and i have to be careful with what i say because my wife is in earshot of of (laughs) about to stay but like honestly i think with with him saying finally being able to be someone who genuinely likes batman yeah like I would think that the first date needs to be like getting to know each other a little bit more for sure. Like like the coffee date, like you're, you're able to talk, you're able to learn more. My biggest mistake whenever going on first dates or whatever was let's go see a movie. I'm not learning anything about this. individual. I'm just trying to entertain myself. And like, that's a little selfish. So that was, that was the joke or not the joke. That was the thing to do. Right. It was Mm -hmm. like, we go watch a movie. We're together, quote unquote. And then you talk afterwards. It was usually went to like a pizza place or something after. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like, so the, the, the movie was the activity, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
and then you usually got food or something after. So like where I used to live, there used to be a movie theater that um, I forgot what it was called, like the Plaza or something back day. It got bought out by the movie theater we go to now. Uh, okay. Which, by the way, I'm curious on what theaters you're going to have in your uh, area. Right now, the best choices I have is either Regal. Okay. Which have it, dude, it's so cool. Um, I went to go see the Marvels there, by the way. Okay. Uh, they have a. Uh, the one thing that sucks is that it, it has to be a combo. You can't just buy the cup or the mm. popcorn bin, it has to yeah. be both. But the cups come with a lid where you put the straw in but at the very center of the lid there's like a little cylinder thing and they give you a little toy topper to pop into your cup and oh, it's cool. it's themed as the characters that are in the movie wow. so like if i go see a spider-man one later in the year yeah. or the next few years or whatever they'll give me a spider-man topper i got a miss okay. marvel a kamala khan topper for this cup if mm-hmm. they come out with an aquaman one i'll probably get an Aquaman or a Black Manta topper. Yeah. And you get to choose out of like three different characters. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah um, so yeah, where I was growing up, it was a, a, the theater at the time was called like Century Plaza or something like that. And there was a CC's pizza right next to it. So that was the date. Like you would go to the movie theater and then right after you, everybody would go to CC's pizza after. Okay. And then uh, you kind of chat and shoot the shit there and stuff now. So or you hung out behind the movie theater because that was the cool thing to do too. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, that's that was the first dates back in the day. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like, you definitely want to get to know the person. So I would say keep it simple. Don't try to go crazy. And if if you know she demands the craziness, maybe get out of there. If she demands like I want to go to a five star restaurant, be like, well, I'm not Batman. I just like them. <laughs> like you know, chill. Uh, let's see. Alexis Barrera says. Uh, I want to know if you and Clay have or have uh, slash are planning to cover these comics I was interested in starting. Batman Outer World, Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder, Poison Ivy, Detective Comics, Batman, and Robin. Well, we're covering two of those books today. Yes. Uh, uh, Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder just hasn't been out in a while. Yeah. Um, but we have covered that in the past. And then Batman Outworld is the Jason Aaron book that is coming out soon. It's um, in the backup. It's a backup book to one of the books we covered today. Like, yeah, it's the like start a of preview, it? preview. Yeah, oh, a preview, a preview. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I thought that was like a full series that is coming out. Um, yeah, or at I least mean, a mini series. Um, but we will be we will be covering it. I mm-hmm. will say I'm going to be very hesitant on what to expect in that book. Yeah. Jason Aaron uh, is coming off of his very poorly written, very stretched out Avengers multiversal story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just what Marvel wanted him for because he wrote Thor for like 12 years. Yeah. So it's like, hey, he's the long form toy storyteller. So this is what he's going to do for Avengers. And it just did not turn out the way I wanted it to. So him yeah. going and doing a space odyssey for Batman feels a little off, but if it ends up being good, then it ends up being good, you know? So yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, at the end of the previews though, I don't know if you switched through it and it's not really, I guess it's not a spoiler. I mean, it's in the previews, mm-hmm. but um, it, like he gets saved by a Thamagarian, Thamagarian, uh, Star Thamagarian, Star Starfire people. 
Um, but she looks all like cyborged out kind of too. So I don't know if she's like half or something, but um, yeah, kind of, kind of crazy. I'm just like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but he's also just in a bat suit. And I'm like, why are you just in a bat suit in space? Like, I yeah. don't know what this whole idea of is a Batman can just survive in space now and not have to have equipment. Like, I don't understand that. Shit. Like it, it's for one thing, like, it's okay if like out there in the DC cosmos, there's like one or two planets with breathable atmospheres, but don't make it every single planet. Like we, we know that's unrealistic Mm -hmm. and we want to get wacky when we want to get crazy. But when Batman is breathing in space, we don't want that crazy. Yeah. Um, Or go the doctor who route and magic force field that has oxygen in it yeah um as long as you explain it i think it'll be fine yeah for sure and that's just kind of how comics is uh but yeah out of all of those i would say look detective comics if you like the old school gothic type of batman that's going to be like long-winded stories i would definitely go with detective comics we're covering one today which is catwoman comes in thought it was a good read but i also think ram v just writes catwoman really well mm-hmm. um but like the detective comics doesn't offer me anything that was intriguing like it was new characters and if it was old characters that i just don't know about now they're not intriguing and like it's just random stuff i didn't care about he the premise was interesting because it was going to be like this opera of batman but it hasn't been anything like that you know what i mean like i would have preferred it to be more soap opera to be honest like mm-hmm. make it a little bit more dramatic but i don't know so it's kind of all over the place poison ivy i've actually heard good things about poison well also i don't know if alexis is talking about the current poison ivy or like pre poison ivy's from like you know last year or two i think but- it's i think he's talking about the the current poison ivy okay uh the current poison ivy's i would just say I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's still going. I, I think that one's pretty good. I don't know. I ha- can't say I've read Poison Ivy. So I'll skim Poison Ivy here and there, but not all the time. But Black, White, and Redder, I think, is fantastic. So Yeah, it's very fun. You know, Batman Robin sucks. So uh, <laughs> We'll talk more about yeah. it later. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to uh, Clay, who says, what would be the best location to have a badass, I mean, to have a badass Batman fight in a live action like BVS warehouse scene? A supermarket, a concert, an office space, a construction site. I would say none of these. Really? Um, I want to see, and I don't. I can't. I don't think we've seen this. I want to see Batman fight on a fucking top of a train. Why have we not seen that in live action? We haven't seen that in live action. Yeah, I um, want to see him fighting on top of a train. I think that would be really cool. Um, I, I I think the on top of vehicles is just a really cool concept. Like yeah, like the the flowing of the cape would be really really fun. And like, I want them going just, in and out of the cart. You know, like they yeah. jump into it and they fight in there and they jump out of it. Like yeah, for sure. I think that would be yeah. really really fun. Out of these though, um, the concert. I think we kind of got a little bit of that in the in the club scene of the batman yeah you see like the strobe lights and everything and kind of got that vibe um Mm -hmm. i think those are cool um 
I, I think you can play a lot with like the strobe light and the way the the, the punch and pow and all of these different things can can play out. Um, I think that would be really, really fun. Uh, but I also like the idea of a supermarket, like a, a fight just like going from the city of Gotham, the streets mm-hmm. of Gotham, and then ending in a supermarket. And now Batman has to be aware of all of these citizens that are in the supermarket and has to mm-hmm. also protect them. I think that would be fun. I can't take the supermarket seriously just because I saw it happen in WWF at the time uh, with Stone Cold versus Booker T. And he oh. ends up beating his ass and he ends up putting him on the conveyor belt and he's all like, price check on dumbass. And then yeah, like, no, I remember. <laughs> uh, like the, so. the very, like, of course, with it being like, I don't know if it, if it has to be as serious as BVS, but like if, if we're yeah. saying, hey, this will be in the DCU, like I can almost guarantee that the villain, if it's the Joker, mm-hmm. Batman's getting hit with the with the length with a large length sausage. Like yeah, that. yeah, for sure. I also think if if we're not taking it super serious, if they fight in an office space, you fight in the office show. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Like you break through the walls and it's just all well, of them doing Did you job. did you know that uh the office that show is uh actually in Bloodhaven? Really? We, I I think we talked about it. Um oh, in the, wasn't there in the, like a in the POV movement? No, no, yeah. in the POV uh issue. Uh-huh. They crash into a building and every single panel that shows them running through that building, you see every single character of Dunder Mifflin. Of oh, the employees. I, guess I, I didn't pay attention to that one then. I think yeah. that one was so fast too. That was such a fast read. If I remember correctly. Um, that's probably why I didn't pay attention to it. But yeah, but yeah I think if you go BVS, back and look at that, it, it's there's every single character in there. Well, because like I'm not, I'm one of those people that like I, I'm not in love with the office. Like, granted, I haven't seen every single episode, but I know people mm-hmm. are like, oh my god. Um, uh, I'm more of a friends person. Uh, yeah. but like, I just think that would be funny. Cause I have seen some of the episodes that are fucking hilarious to me are the, uh, CPR episode where he puts his face, he puts the doll's <laughs> face on his face and, the uh, the fire alarm one when yeah. people are falling through the fucking ceiling freaking and stuff. Out so and like, everything. yeah, I think that would be hilarious. Like Batman's fighting there and everybody's freaking out, you know, Michael's Dude, you, trying you, to get his autograph or something. You, you, you know? talk about friends literally before we started recording today i was scrolling through twitter mm-hmm. there is out there uh they did ai mm-hmm. photos of all of the friends characters and their grown-up children oh wow it's kind of terrifying yeah i bet i uh, you know obviously this happened while 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 you were not we weren't on the podcast at all but like the matthew perry passing sucked uh, which was really unfortunate because I always thought and like maybe it was never going to happen, but I was always hoping that there would be a show because I thought it'd be perfect. Old friends like yeah. when they're like really old. I'm talking about like Golden Girls old, but like that would all be six amazing. Of them. Like I was hoping because I was like, all right. I mean, they're all still I mean, Jennifer Aniston's still killing it, like doing movies and shows or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, like, I thought, like, dude, when they're, like, maybe in their 50s or 60s, like, just bring them all back, call it old friends, and it's them trying to live in New York, but fucking old. And they're just like, oh, it's just too In much. the modern and age, that would yeah. be great. Like, their kids are, like, you know, kind of, like, older. Like, 
but now it's never going to happen, which sucks. So like, yeah. um, it's, it's unfortunate. And maybe it's for the best, but I just think the title old friends just sounds perfect. Um, so that would have been really cool, but RIP Matthew Perry. I do think he probably, I don't know. I, I like all of those characters, but I think every once in a while I catch myself doing Chandler mannerisms mm-hmm. and uh, I, he's probably one of my favorites. So it's, it just sucks. Uh, moving on to the final, if I had to answer from this though, I think supermarket, you make a good case for that. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Construction site's been done a million mm-hmm. times. Um, office space kind of generic, but yeah, supermarket would probably be the most interesting. Uh, but Nathan says, uh, if DC started, uh, giving more side characters, full series, like penguin Riddler, poison Ivy, which all of them have had their own series before. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, Oh wait, that's what they're saying. Like those. Okay. never mind. Uh, who would you like to see get one? Uh, Alfred volume one. Uh, Alfred's had his own series before. Mm-hmm. Gordon volume one. He kind of just had it in a Joker. In it was, a Joker book. Yeah. yeah. Ace the Bat Hound. Uh, Mr. Freeze volume one. By the way, you guys, uh, are you guys going to cover Batman City of Mandis? We did. We Didn't did, we? but you did not read oh, it. Oh, I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you forgot about it. So I did a really quick review of that first issue. Yeah. yeah um, was... Issue two is coming out pretty soon, but we will be covering it. I think it, yeah. it has an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will be covering it. Yeah. Um, as far as these four choices, um, Alfred has already had his series. Jim Gordon has had his series. Ace the Bat Hound kind of had a series inside of that uh, anthology book, mm-hmm. um, Urban Legends. There was like freaking almost 10 issues with an Ace the Bat Hound story. Yeah. It was so crazy how they were able to like really stretch that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Freeze. I don't want it. I kind of want it, but I kind of don't want it. Because then you have to solidify right now which version of Mr. Freeze that you're going with. Um, And I genuinely think just because of like the shock factor and probably the sales, they would probably go with Snyder's version of Mr. Freeze. Oh, worst, worst version. Well, I don't want to say worst version, bad version, in my opinion. But let's not forget we had the tomasi mr freeze uh, which i love tomasi per- but that was which not was great pretty awful he his wife turned into mrs freeze and which she, that has not gone anywhere by the way no like i don't mr even- freeze is supposed to be correction supposed to be yeah. now i think it's been completely retconned but from the ending of that story mr freeze was supposed to be just stuck in the bat cave yeah because he cannot survive in the natural settings or whatever. But, yeah. like, he couldn't be frozen either, mm-hmm. which was weird. Like, I don't know. It was just really stupid. I don't know what Tomasi was. Th- like, I I question at times, like, what is the writer's mindset? Because I think, and granted, you can't, you can't always think from the perspective of, like, is this going to piss people off? Because then you'll never really write anything. You're going to have to take risks to make good stories. But there are just some things when you just have to know that's not a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like that was one of them. Same thing with Snyder trying to retcon. Everybody knows Mr. Freeze has probably the best origin story for a villain. Yeah. You know, it's heartfelt. And it's one of those things where you're like, 
do I really hate Mr. Freeze or does he got, is he a guy that just got a bad hand? You know what I mean? And I think when you can make people morally question if somebody's a, a villain or not, we, we know Mr. V- Freeze is a villain, but it's like, but he's kind of doing villainous stuff for a good reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like trying to save somebody. Uh, so it makes you question things, but for the most part, um, I will say I kind of said I don't I don't need villain books. Tom King is kind of proving me wrong though, because Penguin has been good so far. Yeah. So I mean I, I guess I I don't have no problem standing corrected. But out of all of those, if you were gonna give me like Alfred's had his book, but if you're gonna actually give me like Alfred through the years of going through the military and doing like the James Bondy shit. And like, I'm talking about, uh, I get one story of one mission. I would be into it. But for the most part, I don't really care for many of those. So yeah. Anyways, uh, that is all we got for comments. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be moving on to reviews and we have six books this week. Um, Some better than others. Uh, and some starting that are pretty interesting. But let's knock out let's knock out Danger Street first, which is uh, the honorable Tom King mention that we do every time. We always cover Tom King books here. I skimmed this because I was uh, impressed for time, and I was just like, ah, oh, let me just you know go through it. But I kind of got the gist of what's happening here, anyways. Uh, I've said this a million times. Danger Street is a book I'm just gonna buy. And just read it in one sitting because yeah. it's, I just, I just need, this is the first time with the Tom King book that I'm like, I'm just going to wait for it to be over. And I think, I think the, the last issue in this issue definitely need to be read at like all in one. Yeah. To really get a full grip on what's going on right now. Uh, but I, I read through this uh, fairly quickly as well. Uh, and honestly, not saying that it's like poorly written or anything, but I think it's very well uh, drawn yeah. to where I can literally just scroll through this whole thing and be like, oh shit, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I get what is happening mm-hmm. without the words, which I think is, is in itself really, really cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of things happen here. Um, yeah. L- Lady cop has some blood on her hands. And I don't know if I necessarily, again, Tom King can definitely pull a fast one on his last issues and not do what we expect to, to, to happen. But like, I don't know if I want a happy ending to this story. Yeah. Cause um, what ends up happening is a uh, lady cop kills two of the heroes. Well, yeah. we consider creeper a hero. He is like a vigilante. Yeah. 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 So, um, Creeper gets shot, uh, cause he'd be creeping on Lady Cop. And, uh, very much so. Yeah. So she takes him down. I think fair kill, you know, he's being a creeper. It's in his name. But then Homeboy, who's been trying to get redemption, this whole yeah, series. Uh, Warlord. Yeah. Yeah. Warlord shows up. He's like, what's going on in here? He's got a gun. And Lady Cop being a cop, she's like, oh, shoot first. Ask questions later, bitch. And she shoots him. <laughs> and he, he goes down. And, um, oh you know, God. there's two dead people in her in her kitchen. <laughs> hey, let's be real. It's, it's what happens, okay? Oh, shit. Um, 
and like they're dying they're all dead in the kitchen and then she just starts having a conversation with everybody else like well, she has the kids. The, she has, she has a converse, conversation with non-fat and she's like tell me everything yeah and like it's so funny because in one panel it starts from the very beginning of of this entire series mm-hmm. and the very next panel is literally what just happened and he's like and that's the whole fucking story yeah the to the end and she's yeah. like shit <laughs> they've been i saw that uh kind of being memed for on twitter like that panel yeah like, that's the whole story with something else so uh, i think it's pretty interesting but yeah like so um you know i know this again it, there's a lot going on because there's still we still got a couple or like the one of the green suit kids is still mm-hmm. captured by the creature people and so they're like fighting each other on a plane and they're talking about like the planet or whatever exploding. Uh, they so again, and this is more so because like totally agree that mm-hmm. like this needs to be read in a full setting so you can comprehend what the hell's going on. But you have to remember these mutated individuals are the children in the flashback that didn't get immortality like mm-hmm. these other kids did so uh in a way that they got immortality because they never developed they just got mutated so they kind of still have the mind of children uh whereas these kids who got immortality were able to grow intellectually um and so like these these kids these mutated kids are kind of being stupid and arguing with each other and everything else while this kid is like don't mess with my sword like i i paid like you don't know what i had to go through to get that thing and they're like knocking each other's arms off because they can freaking regrow and everything yeah um but like this whole thing that like lady cop just all of a sudden is like okay clearly i was in the wrong like we need to go get the helmet like you just told me that this thing can bring people back to life and i have two dead superheroes in my in my freaking kitchen like Mm -hmm hell yeah i'm gonna try this thing out yeah so when i say i don't want a happy ending like i don't know if i want everybody to come back to life like i i think that's a little bit of a cop-out when it comes to tom king stories yeah well i mean tom king's also the person that will leave people dead though so we can't say all his stories are cop-outs like that no Uh, no no i'm alfred I'm saying it would be a cop out for oh, because Tom. yeah because he's because okay. he's usually not like that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: Darkseid hasn't come to the world yet. Yeah, no, he hasn't. So, like, is he going to show up and be like, no, 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 no? I was like, somebody's got to die, you know, or whatever. We'll see. Is Lady Cop going to become Doctor Fate? Like. Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be kind of crazy because she wouldn't she would cop fate, fate cop. You know, I don't know if they're going to do that. But uh, I love that she still sticks up with the like, don't call me lady cop thing, which is very interesting. It was a good way of like a smart way of Tom King playing off that name. Right. Because that name is very stupid for the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, a lady cop. What the fuck? Like, you know, that's kind of how it was kind of written. Yeah. Um, but she's saying like it's it's a nickname for her. And she's like, I fucking hate that nickname. You know, don't call me that. And so, like, I kind of like that. No, um, I just, I love how, like, the, I feel like the uh, word execution in that scene, like, mm-hmm. immediately after killing Creeper and Warlord and Nonfat yeah. sees her just on the floor with a gun. She's like, do not call me that. 
it yeah. pisses me off. And like he's just seeing this woman with a gun with two dead people. He's like, oh shit, yeah, I'm not calling you that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also blows my mind. Granted, this is a Tom King book, but like how Dark Side is has taken off. Dude, you know? yes, with the uh, <laughs> with uh Orion wearing the yeah. uh Dark Side is shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But like we've seen it in other media. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you like there are writers that just wish for that and i feel like tom king has done that so many times hell yeah is huge yeah with with kite man you know and so like it is kind of like blow my mind that he's been able to take the most simple shit and like have it happen i guarantee you we're gonna have dark side eating from a tray plate in the dcu in the dcu yeah he's gonna so. eat a carrot or something from a thing um so like that's and people are gonna be like that's fucking stupid and be like you don't read comics <laughs> like you know um so it'd be very interesting but, but yeah you, we okay do... so here's the question though do you think we will see the dark side is shirt first or dark side eating the carrot first dark side is hands down like that's gonna be somebody it's gonna be like uh just a random hipster kid in a coffee shop that gets like blown up or something like it's gonna be something like that I can um, see that, yeah. You know, because again, we we live in a world that has superheroes, but we're just finding out about Superman. So, yeah. like, what else is going to be the case? You know, uh, it'll it'll be very interesting. You know, I could, you know, what I could actually see one of the Green Lanterns wearing Dark Side is because they would probably know about Dark Side. That's true. So we'll see, but yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, she goes and gets the helmet, and she knocks the fuck out of that poor cop. That poor cop's beginning his ass beat this whole series, um, you know, and it's just like uh, it, it's been rough for that guy. So, uh, but yeah, that's Danger Street. We have one more to go, and then, uh, like I said, uh, I'm waiting to pick this up in hardcover. I do that with the majority of Tom King's books, and I'll sit down and just read this from cover to cover. Um, but going on from that, let's go to another book that we don't cover here. We've talked about this earlier, which is Detective Comics. The reason why we're covering this one is because it's Ram B writing Catwoman. And we can't sit here and tell you everything that's going on. We can tell you what shows in this book. And that is Batman is about to be hanged um, by the villains that have been in this series the whole time. Yeah. You know, they're, I think it's also because he's got like a demon in him or he's got some kind of possessed, you know, form or whatever, whatever. We're not reading the story, so we don't know. But there's something inside Batman that they want out and they think they can get it by killing him. So they're going to publicly hang him which I think is kind of crazy. It kind of got to me, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, they're going to execute Batman in front of Gotham. Okay, interesting. And so I think that's really cool. But now there, we need the best person to build a heist to save Batman. Who better than the heist queen herself, Catwoman? And she's yeah. putting a team together. It's Gordon. It's freaking Cheshire. It's, um, oh, what's the one in green? Uh, or is that his Cheshire? Oh, Eco's there. Yeah, uh, I might be getting Eco and Cheshire confused. And um, so, like, there's a whole team together. Grundy might be a part of the team, uh, which will be pretty interesting. And then Mr. Freeze and Oracle are there, too. And yeah. so, like, it's just rag. And it's crazy because just in this one issue, Clay, I'm like, oh, I believe this team. Like, this team makes sense. But then I read something like Birds of Prey that has that wacky-ass team. <laughs> and i'm just like that one's a little bit hor- harder for me to buy for whatever reason this one yeah. makes sense because they're all in gotham i guess yeah where the other ones like seem so weird 
I will say though, there is a panel in here that uh, Gordon is yelling at Selena. Yeah. And he has his hands like this, like kind of just like next to his head, like kind of just like waving his hands. Yeah. I don't know if this was AI generated or not, <laughs> but his yeah. hands are all like melded together. Mm-hmm. And I think he only technically only has four fingers on on both hands. It's it's weird. Yeah, it looks like uh, this is Clayface, and he's like breaking apart. Like, yeah, he's not able to hold his Gordon form. And uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of. Here's the thing: like the art fits with the tone of the book. Yes, but it's and so I think that that works. But I think this art in any other kind of Batman story that's not very gothic would be terrible yeah so it's uh you know what this is this is um what's his face in those three issues of bat cat oh yeah that's what it is it just his art works for certain stories it doesn't work for bat cat mm-hmm. and same thing here i think this works for this story not not anything else so catwoman like they're talking about this plan and like you know she's introducing everybody gordon is not having it that freeze is on this team He's like, he's going to betray us. She's like, that's what everybody says about me. Like, look, if we're going to save Batman, we got to work with what we got. And he was like, that's half the plan. And he's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to go get the other half of the plan. And so we see Catwoman, you know, going through the rooftops or whatever. And dude, just in these couple of pages, Clay, few panels, I feel more love between Catwoman and Batman than in all of Tower Howard and Zdarsky's run. Dude, I really love these pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the references to Tom King's like actual like wedding like stories, rooftops, yeah. and all of that stuff. I love that. Um, like this even has like a little bit of a uh, oh, what's his name? The artist that was on that freaking issue um, for. Uh, was the issuers or the covers of of Batman at that time? Uh, I don't know what series you're talking about, so it's kind of... Of Tom King's it. series. Of Batcat? Or just Batman in general? Batman. Oh, you're talking about, like, Lee Weeks? Yes. Like, yeah. the where it has, like, that wolf or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or possibly Bat, I'm assuming, um, that is, like, trying to eat Selina and Bruce... Like it has Lee Weeks like feel to it, and which is like somewhat of a reference to King's story to begin with. That that really brought them to almost getting married in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I really really dug this. Like it it really fit very well for this one small moment. Like I believed this more than the ending of Gotham Wars, which was supposed to be like the the unspoken love of yeah bruce and selena yeah this was better written yeah also but since howard let us know in the magic they totally fucked here because you know that's 100 yeah like maybe like five times so like uh pretty crazy stuff but yeah so batman is in a dungeon that's who catwoman went to go save she went to tell him because he is possessed or whatever but in the whole little love story that we're getting she's like i know who you are essentially like yeah. you're you're I know who you are. We're going to save you. And you need to know that. And then she disappears. And like the villains of the story are like, it was that damn Catwoman. We saw her because 
one of the guys has the power to, I guess, see from Batman's perspective or whatever this creature is. It's, it's basically it, the, the way that I read it was basically they can like get little pieces of Batman's thoughts. And yeah. so Batman, during the time that he was in front of Catwoman, thought about her and they're yeah. like, oh, she's in there. She's in there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you would think it ends there. She escapes. She's telling him, like, we're going to come for you. Because I think uh, they said he's going to die in three days, right? So they're planning yeah. out this whole heist in three days. And um, she's going through the alleyways of Gotham. Again, I think this art style looks great for what's happening in the story. And there's all these dead bodies. And she sees a guy running down the fucking alley on fire. And she's all like, that's who I'm looking for, you know? She's like, oh, I thought I might uh, talk to you. And he's he's like, get away from you, harlot. Like, I'm looking for the dark knight. <laughs> you know, he's not anywhere around. And we find out that it's Asriel. And now, granted, this, I think every writer, artist, people that have grown up have two different versions of Asriel. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people love to go back to the very, like, knightish type of, like, get out of here, you freaking, you know, he said harlot and talks like that. I really love the new style of Asriel, though, that Dan Waters is writing. Still kind of has that same kind of vibe, but a little bit more modernized. It's it's more modernized, but, like, instead of the... Uh, it's a little bit more... Uh, what's the right phrasing for it? Uh, religious, religious spoken. Yes. Like, very, yes. very... Talking about angels and demons mm -hmm. and, and a lot of this, like, religious talk. Yeah. Um. And I do love that here. And it mm -hmm. does mix very well with the idea of like the gothic scene that, of course, Ram B is, is putting into this detective comic. Yeah. Um, so it fits very well. I can't remember if this technically like breaks continuity for where Jean Paul is right now. Because the last thing we saw from the Dan Waters story mm -hmm. was that he was working with. Things um, and uh, uh no, no. not john paul valley um what's his name? Uh, father valley father valley and and bane's daughter wasn't it oh yeah that's right and bane's yeah. daughter that's it was right. gonna be yeah, all yeah. three of them to go after everybody or whatever yeah um but what's we had name? is it just bane's daughter um i For can't you? remember off the top of my head let me look at it real quick um but yeah so we have asriel we don't know if this breaks continuity but let's be real ladies and gentlemen what is continuity anymore at dc you know, especially with vengeance. Batman. Oh yeah, vengeance. Um, she's she definitely saw the Batman. Uh, but yeah, like I thought this was kind of cool. You know, uh, here's the thing, and I think this is why we know Ram V is a good writer. Is this took one issue, and I'm already interested in this book going forward. But it took Catwoman to get me interested. Mm -hmm. So I will say that Ram V can write the fuck out of Catwoman. Bring him back, please. Yeah. Like, dude, give me a hundred issues of Ram V on Catwoman. Like, I'm down. You know what I mean? But what if he makes it a gothic story? It's still good, though. This is a gothic story still. Like, <laughs> I think he just knows the character, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because in his series, we got very little Batman. And I think it's easy to write very little Batman. It's really hard to write a lot of Batman. And very yeah. few people know how to do that, you know? 
Um, and I think that's why there's a lot of people that probably do really well when it comes to like eight pages of Batman, eight and eight page Batman story. You could probably make something really epic. Um, but 24 pages, you're just like, Oh, you know? So, I mean, cause dude, I think one day, and maybe if, again, if we ever get to a Patreon or members on, on YouTube, we got to do like from the start of the, the show to now the worst Batman stories we've read. Yeah. Because like, remember that one series, was it Greg Ellis, George Ellis or somebody that was like, Batman was fighting some guy that lives under the floorboards or some shit. And it was just like action, the whole fucking like 11 oh, issues. No, that was, uh, oh, oh Brian it was Hitch. Like, it was, was Brian, it Brian Hitch. Hitch. I don't remember who it was. I, honestly, I don't. Uh, Ellis sounded just, it popped into my head. I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's a uh, writer. Well, I know but, that but, Hitch was on art. I don't know who the writer was. Let me actually look. I, I just remember, I remember that, that story. story. That story was bad. And then remember the, the Superman's not on planet story whatever the oh, fuck that uh, was batman fortress yeah yeah that was terrible too um we've read a lot of bad batman over these five yeah. years so like that would definitely be an interesting uh thing which hey we're you know next month's already december we're gonna be doing our top tens like we we end every year so oh yeah you know that's gonna be uh and it's gonna be a little bit harder this year i feel like um because i'm trying to think of what's been the good batman like it's probably gonna be a lot of like it was uh the batman's grave and it oh was, yeah there you go it was written by warren ellis you're right that's warren not, yeah, ellis. That's a, yeah i think i said greg ellis but ellis yeah um yeah that story was not good it was not great um so yeah anyways but yeah that was uh batman gothic so if you want to jump on detective right now because i know alexis was asking and you're a fan of catwoman jump on right now Literally yeah. jump on on issue one or ten seventy seven, um, because I'm intrigued. I'm I want to see how they save Batman, and maybe it changes from there. Um, but here's the thing: again, when it comes to continuity, if Detective and Batman are happening at the same time, these are two very different Batman right now. Yeah. So there's no way Detective. I've I think I've said this on the podcast before, and if not, I'll say it again here. I think Detective needs to be separate from the bat book but it needs to be like just detective stories throughout batman's life and they don't need to be in order they can be at different times and so like i think that kind of matters and that's what they should i've i've always said that you just need to bring back the secret society of of detectives yeah that that snyder wrote in batman 1000 probably the last good batman thing he wrote yeah because uh what was what was the thing that he endgame was that what it was called no what was the no, one where jo- he had joker in his head in the lantern um that one was oh shit it was like spun out of metal it felt like but it was just uh it was him and greg pulo's last thing i think before yeah. death metal um that was not good either that we saw that ending coming from a mile away yeah like um, not great. He, did you see that he uh somebody asked him like he'd ever write Batman again? He's like, Of course. He was like, I have a couple of ideas. Um, the, so it was Batman last night on Earth. Yeah. So that book had promise, but like it just went down fast. Um, anyways, moving on from that, let's uh go to another book that I skimmed very quickly, but kind of got this whole story anyways, was Teen Titans. 
Uh, so I didn't actually one? read this one. So you gotta okay. you gotta carry this one. So this one here, I was confused because remember the last issue we ended with B getting all mad about showing her face, but then gets dressed in front of people right there and shows her face to everybody. It's just like, didn't make any sense. And then mm-hmm. it's where the guy was like, kill a teen Titan. That's how you get in or whatever. And so it's like, they're all captured at the start. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I was like, this so makes no I am sense. pretty sure we skipped an issue. I well, no, I don't think that is because they're like, they go back to they're recapping everything. Maybe we did skip an issue. I don't know. But Robin recaps the whole thing that happened because we see B getting attacked in this issue. So like B is fighting the red, uh, the red bumblebee guy or the red uh, suit guy. Everybody else is trying to fight. And, you know, there's just everybody getting attacked from everywhere. And essentially, I believe the whole public saw this happen. You know how like, red uh freaking red arrows all like yeah we're the teen titans we're the best social media stars when everybody's laughing at them and they're like we look like shit out there nobody's gonna trust us and that's kind of what they get mad about but we might have skipped an issue it's very possible um but since i saw b in here i was like oh yeah they just kind of just jumped like this was really weird well uh basically all the teen titans got their asses handed to them and they were captured and now they're kind of like all right they i guess at the start of the book, they're captured. But at the very end, they're reviewing everything that happened. And they're at each other's throats. And they're like, we can't trust each other. And like somebody's like, oh, you can't even defend yourself. Your woman's got to fight for you. Like, because like Red Hood's getting or Red Arrow's getting mad at Aqualad. And like um uh they're just all all at each other's throats, everybody's fighting. And Robin's like, Look, guys, this is on me that we didn't work as a team because I'm the team leader. They're like, Who the fuck put you in charge? Like, we don't even trust you. And they're like, everybody knows their name. Now, here's the thing. I think this page was taken straight out of the show because Red Arrow is all like, Donna. You know, he, he starts listing off everybody's name. He's like, but we don't know who you are. You hide behind your mask like uh, like Batman does. And so, like, I think that was taken out of the Justice League show. Remember when Aqua... Uh, when, uh, oh, yeah, it was Wally. West is, and then Batman says everybody's name. Uh, so I think it's kind of like that. And at the very end, like everybody's like, yeah, we don't freaking trust you. And like, all you know, basically that's what they're saying just because he doesn't want to reveal his identity. And there's like this beautiful silhouette of Robin. He's like, I I can't. And there's a shadow of Batman. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then he's like, I disagree with that. Not anymore. And uh, he takes his mask off and he's like, I'm Dick Grayson. And I have a plan to beat Haywire and his terror titans who's with me and the, it says part one is blitzkrieg so he That's revealed his cool. you know i did think like <laughs> it's kind of cheesy the way he announces himself like yeah but it's dick grayson yeah. like but and it's robin too but i did think you know it's this is the coming of age of robin right he's finally disagreeing with batman this is how we know he becomes nightwing eventually um, Yeah, i'm curious to see what batman's gonna think of this you know yeah, I mean, there's going to be some drama there, I'm assuming. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But that was kind of basically what happens with Teen Titans. We might have skipped an issue, but again, like, they're kind of just got their ass beats in front of a bunch of people. And now they kind of got to find a way to beat these terror titans and win the public opinion back, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I don't, 
I know it's a part of like er- our everyday lives nowadays, and they kind of got to write into it. But getting kind of tired of superheroes and social media in the books, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I get that. Um, I think that of course you need something that's going to connect to new readers. Yeah. Um, and and of course the younger generation is what they're trying to really re- latch onto. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's just you showing your age juice probably (laughs) but i think it's just it's it's also just like it seems like a big focal point of a lot of stories nowadays you know what i mean like they're telling the story through social media and maybe yeah maybe that's probably just how it is like they're just trying to relate to it but i don't know i kind of just um i don't really care for it but again this is a teen titans book and i guess they would all be on social media anyways so it makes sense so yeah maybe it's just saying old man juice but uh, I just feel like a lot of stories have social media nowadays. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a big part of it, you know? I don't know. Maybe they're just not using it in an interesting way yet. Like, I could see, like, a Teen Titan doing something bad and that leaking on the internet. Yeah. And they're trying to deal with it. I'm like, okay, I'm interested in that. Like, that's interesting. Like, oh, they caught him doing something bad. And then knowing DC, you can't have the good guys do bad things. So it would be an imposter. And now they got to yeah. find the imposter. And that, that gets boring, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving on to the next book, which is Justice Buster. So this is the um, manga Batman. Very quick read, but intriguing because it looks like our future Robin is being watched by a future criminal because I think this guy wanted to kill somebody today. I think so too. So yeah, this is a uh, pretty interesting, uh, like I said, very quick read. Uh, Batman talks to Gordon in this book, which first time we've seen Gordon. I think it might've been the first time we've seen Gordon because I've always thought Joker was Gordon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So first time we see Lieutenant Gordon, uh, he says like, oh, man, I'm still not used to, you know, you just sneaking up on me like that. And he tells him about uh, he's like, what about the alligator man? And he's all like, oh, the boys are calling him Killer Croc. I'm like, oh, that's the way you get his name right there. Interesting. So, you know, he's kind of talking about he's like, yeah, you know, somebody forgot about him. They used to give him food and they kind of left him down there and he thinks he got abandoned or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, kind of hearing that story, Batman does his Batman thing, disappears. And then we cut to uh, the the boy who we think is going to be called Robin. I don't think they've said his name yet, or maybe they have. I think they wrong. teased it way hardcore in here, though. Uh, at Like the last few pages. I like think the Robin he, part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they tease it. I don't know if they said his name, though, like his actual name. Oh, Did true, they? true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyways, he's... Uh, he's with this older gentleman and they're going to like a fancy rancy restaurant and the kid's like, Oh, I don't think we belong here. And like, Oh, you know, he's just like very apprehensive. And the kid, he's like, the old man is all like, I'm just trying to teach you, or I'm trying to give you like a glimpse of what you used to have. You know, this is what your parents used to do all the time. His name is Danny. Okay. Well here, uh, what's the matter, Danny? Uh, yeah, it's really weird. Cause uh, I, oh, wait, I hold on. No, 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 no. No, he's saying, hey, Danny. I think Danny is the adult, not him. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, I also don't know if Danny is like the, the creepy old man that starts yelling about the soup. Because like those two things are like, oh, what's the matter, Danny? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like really weird paper creation. But anyways, there's an old man. They're in this fancy restaurant. The guy's like, enjoy your food, man. This is like the only time. Like the soup's really good. And then when he just says like the soup's good, you have this old rich guy that's all like, where's the chef? The soup is terrible. And he's like all yelling and stuff. And everybody's like, yo, be quiet. And then there's like his hot date. She's like, I bet you bring your wife here all the time. You probably take your wife to better restaurants. And like, this place sucks. And I, I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, she's all getting mad. And he's like, I want to see the chef. And, like, the the old man that's with the kid, he's getting, like, a knife. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm ready to put this guy down. You know, he's letting the intrusive thoughts win. Because everybody's mm-hmm. been around a person like this. You know, he's, like, he's letting the intrusive thoughts. He's like, all right, it's GG. I'm going for it. And the kid doesn't know what's happening. And then you just see these, like, you know, click clack of shoes showing up. And as the old man's, like, yelling at somebody, he turns and he's like, <gasps> and he notices it's somebody. It's a very charming looking man. It's Bruce Wayne. And so they're like, Bruce Wayne, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, I uh, wanted to, you know, um, I love the soup here. I wanted to come have the soup. And they're like, oh, yeah, I just, I just had the soup. It's delicious. It's the greatest soup. Of I all actually time. wanted to talk to the yeah. chef to give him my greatest compliments. Yeah. So like it's you know he's kind of like bullshitting and he's like you should try some dessert here too and he's like I'll have some right now and so like everybody changes their tone around Bruce Wayne. The kid sees this and he's like wow and then he also sees like Bruce's date and he's like wow <laughs> and she like winks at him and he's like cool and then Uncle who's this other guy is like he's just raging mad but he's raging mad while looking at Bruce Wayne and his date. So like, is he going to kill Bruce Wayne's date? And then this is going to be very villainous kind of going on. And then we see, you know, the freaking, uh, you know, Oracle machine or whatever they call it. Uh, What is it called? Brother sky. Is it brother? Big brother. Oh, it's called Robin. He's called Robin. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see the thing called Robin looking through the window and uh, uncle is just like, let's go home. So, foreshadowing there, uh, Uncle's probably going to be a villain, and mm-hmm. the kid is, we'll see what happens. But I'm curious what the connection's going to be. So, like, how, do you, how does Robin get connected to the kid so he could be Robin, but the uncle hates Bruce Wayne for whatever reason? Did, does the uncle have something to do with the Robin system? I think, no, I think what's going to happen here is the AI robin Mm -hmm. is going to alert bruce wayne hey this individual that was at this restaurant that you went to earlier tonight he is going to commit a crime soon you need to be Mm. on watch yeah and then something's going to happen where he's going to have to save this child and that's how he becomes robin Mm, i could see that happening yeah but we'll find out next time um but let's move on to uh we're gonna save a new book this week for the final book which is outsiders which doesn't have batman but has uh batwing and uh batwoman in it very interesting concept but let's talk about let's talk about batman and robin um we have to yeah unfortunately (laughs) this book doesn't make sense compared to what's happening with gotham war i have no idea like so I love this artist. He yeah. is so good in everything else that he has drawn in. But like at one point in this book, Batman tells Robin to go back to school and mm-hmm. it's the dead of night. Yeah. I'm so um, confused by the panel progression, the conversations that are happening. I hate that because this is Williamson, right? Yes. Yeah. Joshua Williamson 
has Bruce and Damien and Robin and Batman mm-hmm. say father and son in the front of every fucking sentence. Yeah. And I'm fucking tired of it. Mm-hmm. It's um a lot of people got mad with uh, Tom King having them say bat and cat, but that's like pet names you would say mm-hmm. for them. So it makes a little bit more sense. Granted, they are father and son here, but they're superheroes. Batman would never say son. He would say Robin. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how writers fucking forget that. Yeah. Like people I, forget I, the mask, like the secret identities and everything. Like yeah. it's the it's the number one concept of being a superhero. It, it this is Marvel ruined it for everybody. Well, and that's the thing. Like DC kept freaking secret identities for the yeah. longest time. And I think they are the only ones to still have some characters with a secret identity. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel, everybody's just like, hey, I'm so and so. I'm a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, but anyways, I mean, this story is basically, you know, we, they were trying to save their white rabbit because the white rabbit has information on Shush, still stupid character. Um, and, you know, she gets away because she's really fast, like a rabbit. And, you know, the freaking, the terrible trio uh, has to go after her. Hush, you know, it tries to get away. It was really weird because she was in a, jail cell at one point and then batman is all like uh she's like i planted a bomb and if you're not gonna if you don't want everybody to die here you can either interrogate me or go save the bomb and i'm like wait when did she get in a jail cell like i was so confused uh but i guess they were already in blackgate like it was i think so i was just so confused with what's going on here because yes i agree with you that the art style makes it look like it's all happening at night. Mm-hmm. But we remember in issue two, Damien left school because I said he jumped out of a window with his suit on, which was kind of dumb. And then, um, you know, and then they're driving their cars. So, yeah, they we get into a car chase and they're like, oh, we're going to lose Batman right now. And then they don't know Damien also has his car. So they're able to chase both of the teams. And they're like, you chase the terrible trio and I'll chase, uh, you know, freaking the white rabbit. Um, and then, yeah, they all like take off driving. There's a car chase. Batman saves the white rabbit. Uh, the car explodes. And of course, Shush gets away. Ra- he, you know, Batman's like, tell me your plan. Like, what, what is she doing with Hush? And she's like, she's not working with Hush. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And so like she has different plans. And then, you know, freaking Damien chases down the terrible trio, finds the doctor they're looking for that's like was able to make Batman have bats hate him or whatever, whatever that's going on in that story. Yeah. And then fucking the dark man bat returns and he's choking Damien. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't fucking get this story at all. Like there is uh, n- no pages like. You can see how some pages connect and they're trying to tell a story. Yeah. I don't understand this story at all. Again, like I, you know, we're a podcast. I hope we probably have some viewers that are like, I'm glad these guys read the books. Cause I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, if you don't read the other books, every single Batman book feels like it's taking place at a different point in time. Yeah. when they're all supposed to be connected and it makes no sense. Detective doesn't look like Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin 
literally is connected to Gotham War, but they're going on at two different paces right now. Um, and then freaking the bad book is, you know, getting out of Gotham War already. And then no telling what's happening to Catwoman. She's probably got on her nine lives already. Like I, I'm super like we've said this before, and and you were kind of just like talking about it now. Is that like the idea that the Bat Family books need to be cohesive? They need to be able. You should be able to jump from one book. You should be able to jump from Batman to Nightwing to freaking Batgirls to Catwoman to Detective Comics and be able to understand references and understand oh this is taking place before this or this is taking place before that these all feel and i understand this is the way these writers are trying to do it but this is a bad type of storytelling in a connective universe they're all telling a story as if they're they're in their own universe yeah they're in their own timeline they're in their own continuity yeah. And I don't think that should ever happen in a connected universe. It definitely shouldn't ha- I mean, uh for character universes for sure. Uh like it like the Bat universe. Like in DC, I can I can understand Superman feeling different than Batman for sure. But feeling different, yes, but like even still, like Superman can reference something like if Batman shows up or if a Batman character shows up, mm-hmm. they can reference something that is going on in the Bat books. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay, this takes place before this or after this or during this time yeah but when i look at batman and robin this looks and feels like nothing else that i've been reading yeah and some people say that's amazing i can just enjoy this and read this and do whatever that's cool and all fine and dandy with you but like as somebody who is trying to understand the greater scope of the dc universe and where it stands all together in a continuity this does not help whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. Um, bad. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I haven't liked Joshua Williamson's writing for a while. And yeah. I think the Bat universe is a mess right now. And, you know, I wish, uh, you know how we always have like a big, like, oh, Dawn of DC. I want to have a Dawn of Bat book writers. Like it's a whole new sweeping. And we're not changing the characters. We're changing the writers, like all of them. I you know? would like to see in, I mean, I think it takes a while for publishers to do this, but I, I said it once before when uh freaking rebirth happened, mm-hmm. they did like a whole three hour DC panel with like a handful of writers talking about each concept that they're going to do and everything else. I think that needs to happen with every portion of the dc universe the superman books the batman books the green lantern books so that way all of those are cohesive and then you have like a a handful of writers or editors and Mm -hmm. dc get some fucking editors out there to connect everything yeah yeah i don't know man it was uh kind of kind of crazy but um they definitely need some editors but let's move on to the last book that was actually interesting to read and that is it's just called outsiders so usually this was interesting because they usually have to put batman on this to make it interesting but mm-hmm. they just titled it outsiders and it does have bat characters in it 
but not Batman. And I think that's kind of cool. I'm glad that they're going to finally try to do something. And they got two really great writers on it as well. This is Langsing and Kelly, um, which are, you know, Batman Beyond, uh, the Clayface story, all that kind of jazz. So mm -hmm. uh, excited to read this. And yeah, so uh, Clay, what did you, I know you said you thought this was really interesting and there's some interesting things happening in this book. So yeah, I, I really, really dug this. Now I will admit at the beginning of the book, um, Batwoman is uh, standing in a rubbled city. I have no mm -hmm. idea what this is or where this is taking place, but I'm like, okay, like from, from the moment her and Luke start talking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like I'm putting up what y'all are putting down. I understand the direction we're going. Let's see how this ride goes. And I enjoyed every piece of that ride. Mm -hmm. I really dug this from the art, from the writing, from the Easter eggs that I'm going to get to uh, near the end of this uh, review and, and discussion of this book. But I dug it. There's a moment here where like Batwoman throws down some smoke grenades and like mm -hmm. kicks ass. Loved it. I yeah. love those panels. Um, when I saw it, like, cause they look like they're in a war torn country, you know? Um, yeah. and so like, and she does mention something along the lines of like, I'm here to find out why we're still blowing up. Why, why uh, this city wants to be reeled after the same company just blew it up or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, she's trying to get some answers. And Fox is coming in. So this is Luke Fox coming in. He's like, how do you want to do something different? I notice you're not in the, I notice you're not in Gotham doing that little war that's going on. So they reference it there. And um, she's like, that has nothing to do with me. Um, and he's like, what if you wanted to do something different? Like not bat related. Cause she asked, she's like, does that have to do with Batman? Cause I don't want in. Yeah. Like it's a, specifically, is this a Bruce thing? Is this a yeah. Batman thing? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 this is on our own. Yeah, and this idea that they are going to be archaeologists in mm -hmm. a sense, I love it. I mean, yeah. as somebody who fell in love with the Doctor Who, specifically mm -hmm. watching the library episode first out of every episode that is of Doctor Who, and learning about the archaeologist, mm -hmm. um, that like I love this concept. Yeah. Um, and it's weird and it's wacky and it's like dipping into like the sci-fi corners of DC that not that they don't really show all that too often, mm -hmm. um, which I'm like, OK, like this whole concept of what we're about to talk about could very well go over people's heads and be like, I'm not interested. Yeah. But I think Kelly and Lansing have such a way of writing a story and grasping people with things and even putting small Easter eggs in there that you're just like, I want to know more, mm -hmm. especially with two characters that we haven't seen yeah. in the DCU for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are two characters that I think um, need more screen time. I've always said I wanted, you know, still will say I want that Batwoman in like an, a war torn Afghanistan area, like doing something. Um, but yeah, we, we meet a new character that's going to be a part of the team. Well, first of all, as they're flying back in what's probably more of a bat wing looks kind of like the X-Men playing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they're flying back 
we get a holographic Lucius, who is the third member of the band, talking about that they're using Lucius money to fund but, this whole thing. But also, I want to point out that in these panels, they're talking about starting a family business. Mm-hmm. And that's when we see Lucius. And I think it's fucking hilarious. Jace is nowhere to be found. Tim is nowhere in yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Now, not saying that he can't show up, mm-hmm. but calling it a family business and only having Luke and Lucius, like, I think yeah. the writing's on the wall that people did not like Tim. They do mention Jace in here, though, without saying his name, though. True. So, you know, maybe they don't want us to forget 100%, but maybe they're slowly writing him out of DC yeah. history. You know, we'll see. I don't know, because um, that book's dead. But we meet the fourth member of the band, because uh, there's like this weird, you know, we're getting the band back together. Yeah, this uh, whole kind of... referencing of a band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally called the drummer. Um, and we find out why. I believe this is a brand new character. Um, this character can talk to history. And you don't really understand what that means until later on when you see her drumming on things and she's able to essentially talk to what it, whatever she drums on, which I think is really interesting. So I think that's the vibe I got. So I just looked it up. Uh, the drummer is a part of the Wildstorm universe, oh. which is owned by DC now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So interesting. So again, I'm always for bringing other characters into the world of like, you know, grant uh, broader DC heroes. Uh, we get a white suit Batwoman. Yeah. Which uh, that was pretty, Batwoman is pretty I cool. I don't mind it on her. Hate it when it's on Batman. Really? I don't like it. Because here's why. Kevin Smith and his friend fucked it up. I need to see a good snowsuit Batman drawn by like George Jimenez. Because go back and look at the art for when he did it in Widening Gyre. And then there's the joke between Alfred. He's like, oh, I, you know why I call him DDs? Because we fucked 12 times or whatever the fuck she says. Jesus. Like it's it's so bad. And the <laughs> art is horrible with it. And like he uses snowsuit. I think he proposes in the snowsuit Batman. It's just bad art. And I'm just like, it looks stupid. But also, snow falling onto a black or blue suit Batman looks amazing. So I kind of just, I think that's why I don't like it. But she looks cool because she doesn't have to wear the wig, which is something they talk about here. Yeah. They're like, you don't have to wear the wig anymore. Which, I don't know if they ever said, like, I understand why she does it. So people don't know. I always thought it was kind of dumb that she wears a red wig and her hair is red. Yeah. You know, I think you would change it up, but whatever. But yeah, so she just has a cowl that doesn't have the wig anymore. And it's like an all white suit. Um, but she does have fur on, which I thought was funny. Uh, that's kind of like around her her cape, which I think it just adds to it. Um, but yeah, so we see them this they're in this like they're they're going to this big ancient like we find out later. It's a, a ship that's five miles long, which I think is crazy. Um, but then when you really think about it, five miles if you think about walking five miles, it seems like a really big length. But if you think about flying five miles, that's nothing. Yeah. Or even driving five miles. So, like, the ship, it sounds huge, but it also is like, oh, it's not that big. Um, and uh, the drummer gets shot uh, by a defense system. 
uh, Batwoman and, and Luke are able to save her. They're like, all right, we got this. She ends up being able to drum on the thing and explode it. So like she knows how to she knows how to like, you know, survive herself. And yeah, we find out we get to see this crazy expansive, like how big this ship is. And there's something happening on the ship that it's about to explode. So I don't know where your uh, reference comes in. So I don't know if you want to take it over. Yeah. So in when they see like the ship itself or whatever, there is a panel that says uh, you see um, the drummer looking at these like cases with these skeletons in it. Yes. And they all say, or at least one of them says sentry babies. Mm -hmm. So I recognized that and I was like, where have I heard that before? So I looked it up says here, the skeletons are sentry babies, people born on the cusp of a new century who embody what the century will bring in the authority. Jenny Sparks was the century baby of the 20th century. Jenny Quantum of the 21st, Elijah Snow, Axel Brass, and Brett Leather of Planetary were also century babies of the 20th century, as was uh, A.D. Vox of Monarchy, and now Bones. So, Planetary is a Wildstorm, the authority, like, universe. Like, this is Mm. all the authority uh being brought back into like actual like hey we're gonna we're gonna make this a big point in in a dc book and i think that it is done on purpose for sure because we we have the authority coming to the dcu and so they need to be back up and running and be at least somewhat visible for people to be like hey we want to know more about these characters Mm -hmm. and so Seeing this here, I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured, because I did see all the glass cases, I was like, that's probably got to be a reference to something. And then there's the book at the end, which is a planetary guide. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I've said this many times, that Tom King is a big person that does this a lot. I love people that take old characters, old concepts from the books and try to reimagine them for the new age. Um, and if they're going to do that with the authority and, you know, um, Wildstorm, I'm totally down for it. Yeah. Uh, would not shock me if if James Gunn announces a Wildstorm movie to bring in Jim Lee's characters, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because um, Jim Lee would probably make crazy comic covers for it, do the artwork for it, uh, would do all that stuff. Um, would love to get a Jim Lee cameo in there. Would be fantastic. But Wildstorm just seems like something up at James Gunn's alley. Um, oh yeah. So you know, and I think you could probably cast somebody really cool to play a uh, grifter i'm thinking like well uh like a, a bradley cooper or chris pine kind of guy mm-hmm. to play grifter you know uh, i think it'll be pretty interesting you know what just because he has been blowing up in popularity he is now going to be in a movie called the stuntman oh um, uh, ryan gosling yeah yeah. I wouldn't mind Ryan as I saw the trailer for that recently. It's pretty funny. I did like I saw like it like starting to play on my Twitter feed every once in a while. I was just like, mm-hmm. ah, it doesn't look that interesting. And but it was only like the first two seconds when like you really didn't see anything. 
yeah. I saw that trailer for the first time when watching the Marvels. That movie looks fucking hilarious. Yeah, it looks good. I don't know what I watched it on, but it was something where I was like forced to watch the trailer. And I was like, huh? Because at first I thought it was a movie about a stuntman. I didn't think it was mm-hmm. funny. And I was like, I don't care about watching a stuntman movie. But then I was like, oh, I was like, like I saw them like making out like right before a stunt or something like that, which I think is funny. And I was like, oh, what the hell? And he goes and does crazy shit. I'm like, dude, Ryan Gosling has won me over since seeing him in Barbie. Like, I mean, I've seen him in other movies like Drive and stuff like that, which are really good. But like what he was able to do in Barbie was just so funny. Um, Yeah. So like I'm down to watch him in whatever now. But yeah, overall, uh, Outsiders, solid book, ladies and gentlemen. If you're looking to pick something up new and it's just starting, highly recommend Outsiders. The team behind this are solid. Again, we we cover Batman, Nero, Year, Gotham, or whatever the whole f- title is now. Fantastic book so far. They wrote probably the best story in the DC, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, One Bad Day series. They probably wrote, yeah. the, wrote the best one, which is the Clayface story. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would follow this team. I, I think this team should be on Batman, in my opinion. I think they should take over for Zdarsky. Um, and yeah, I think Zdarsky needs to get off at 150. That's coming yeah. up. I think yeah. that should be his swan song. 150, get him out of there. Bring on these guys, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the books we got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clay, you are in a new spot. What do you got going on nowadays, man? So right now, um, I'm just going to have Star Wars Alliance. Um, I do have, of course, uh, projects for Batman News Weekly um, planned and, and just finding the time for them. So those will be coming back. I'm really excited about doing research for a lot of those. Um, I even shared the list with uh, Juice right before I left. And I was like, hey, these are the things that I'm going to be working on. And they involve a lot of books that I have never read before. Mm. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And then I just uh, have uh, Marvel Snap that I'll be playing from time to time. Um, With the new job, I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to be able to stream, but I I still do want to play that. So uh, just catch me up on Twitch. Nice, nice. I am grinding. I will not stream until this channel is out. If... You know what? Barring anything crazy happening, by the time the next time we record, the new channel will be live. Nice. So, um, yeah, barring anything crazy happening. So, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you so much for coming back. Clay is back. Clay's in a new spot. Everything should be going, should be normal going forward. But uh, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!